0: You are now listening to (coughs) the High and
1: Dry Draft Podcast with Isaac Keller. (coughs) 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 Please enjoy the show.
2: Hello, welcome to the High and Dry Draft Pod. I'm Isaac Keller, your host, and I'm so thrilled today to be joined by PD Webb uh, at Above the Break 3 on Twitter. Uh, he also does a lot of really great, amazing long breakdowns on Patreon. Uh, they're all free to go look at. I just read the Alexei Pokachevsky one. Uh, he'll be a future Draft Pod topic. He's insane Serbian seven foot player. You should go read it right now. Uh, PD's breakdowns are really great because not only are these, they, these, uh, detailed focused evaluations that go deep on all the available, like stats and film. Uh, I think there's like, um, this one's almost 50 pages. There are a ton of clips. Uh, but it's also like funny and interesting the whole way through. Uh, it's literally subtitled Alexey Pokachevsky, King's Constellations, Conspiracies, and Ceilings. And if that doesn't like get you excited as a draft nerd, I don't know what will, because uh, i feel like generally like the more you get into people that are writing these huge long breakdowns uh in general there are more people that are jonathan gavoni's rather than mike schmidt's in terms of charisma and whatnot <laughs> and i think pd hits all the marks so thrilled to have you on
3: thank you very much for having me um thank you for the kind words yeah i i figured that if i was going to go really um deep into like the the technical and uh schematic ideas of basketball, I could at least give people a couple good laughs. And if it means embedding a joke that I like, you know, 15 pages into something, I think that that's uh, fun. And I also think that like basketball is fun. And a lot of people who work in the field of basketball, whether it be um, part-time or full-time as a uh, announcer or a scout, like don't enjoy basketball enough. And it's because they, you know, don't have jokes about farts in the middle of their <laughs> scouting breakdowns. Definitely, definitely.
2: Uh, so kind of on this note, uh, I'm going to start off with kind of a curveball rather than like the standard, uh, how'd you get into the draft, uh, which we will get to. But uh, I was like, you know, sitting around in anticipation of doing this pod. And I listened to one that you did with Rob Shaw, uh, where you tease a Patreon thing that you just came out with, where you talk about uh, a really great defensive lineup made up of Pokemon for basketball. Uh So I was really high listening to this last night and I was like making my own team, like, you know, setting it all up. Uh, so I'm going to throw my like party of six Pokemon slash like, uh, starting five and a sixth man at you. And we'll let you flex your basketball knowledge to all my listeners who probably aren't as deep in draft Twitter as I am. Okay, let's do it. So just kind of the like thing that's sparked like the team building idea while I was going on it. Uh, was I was thinking about like just, I don't know, I like making like weird, dumb connections. And I was thinking about like the Pokemon that you have while you're going through the games that like does all the dirty work, like who's the Draymond? Uh, So I was thinking about the Pokemon that you just like set aside at the back of the party and use as your HM slave. Like the one that can surf, cut, strength, and like you only use them for those because you don't want to waste those moves on your like actual strong Pokemon. Uh, so at one eight, I have Lanoon at starting point guard. We're going like full air bud. I know in your Patreon post, you say like you need arms and digits, but we're going full badger, uh, pure defensive point guard, uh, is going to definitely get all the fouls going around, like biting, scratching people. Uh, can't really handle the ball or do anything, but we've got
3: is smaller than the ball. It's, 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 it's a bit of an issue,
2: but you know, that's, it's not what they're there for. Uh, so, at guard actually handling the ball and stuff, I've got Blaziken and Flygon, because they do have hands, although they are uh, kind of T-Rex arms for both of them. But I think the mobility... Oh, see, and...
3: I have a disagreement with... I think Blaziken has a huge wingspan. Uh, really? After looking at it, it it seems pretty big. Um, I mean, it's a flying chicken who can kick, right? That's for sure. The... Okay. Um, so that's a bird-like wingspan, which is something that people always do when they anthropomorphize people's wingspan in the draft. So I I would say like a plus five-ish.
2: Okay, but I think also like the the stance and like martial arts, like upbringing of kitten kind of limits it to these weird like choppy, like I feel like an elbow is always like creased almost because of those chicken like tendencies.
3: But we also have the world's strongest legs. And that's that's the point that I came back to is it has a three hundred foot vertical, um, which is important. Um, definitely, probably alters the space of basketball. Make the uh, make the case for Flygon for me.
2: Um, so Flygon looks like it has pretty dexterous fingers. Like it, it definitely looks like it could like palm a ball, run around, dribble uh, while it's flying. Which is mobility. I'm really curious about that, uh, especially while Blaziken is jumping up in the air. Has that uh, let like that vertical spacing we'll call
3: it yeah you're um, definitely um, referee ambitious uh, you're you're here to challenge the rules um, and I, I really like that for you definitely definitely that's
2: kind of how I've played like through intramural and like dumb stuff like that I, I stopped trying very early on because I don't have that competitive edge but I love playing basketball and like doing dumb shit with it next uh, one of my favorite Pokemon uh, I've got sloking who is a uh, Sterling 6'7", apparently, with the little crown. Uh, So he's kind of going to be our Joe Ingalls type. Uh, He's smart, psychic type. He can talk in one of the movies, which is dope.
3: That's I always big. I mean, that. communication, very important.
2: Yeah. And like, you know, he's always in the right place, right time. Uh, water type. He's got the three. He's got the wet ball. Uh, Yeah. So he's kind of like our like in-between three, four man. Uh, and then at center, I've got Aerodactyl, another one of my favorites from when I was a kid. Uh, only 4'11, but is a Pterodactyl. I think Bird-like Wingspan will really come into play there. Uh, kind of thinking like a young Serge Ibaka, maybe even like, because he's so undersized at 4'11, maybe even like a Sean Marion. Uh, can pop to like elbow extended, rim run with anyone. Uh, and then off the bench, I've got Ludicolo, who is probably my favorite Pokemon. Uh, okay, how,
3: how big is Ludicolo?
2: Ludicolo is 4'11", but it has an ability that, comes that uh, speeds up when it's in the rain, so I'm like, oh, like you're sliding down a slope, you put in the sixth man, he comes in, he does all these weird things because he's like water and grass, which is like a goofy combination of the starter types. I don't know. I just like Ludicolo. I also think like him being in a sombrero and being that chemistry teammate as the sixth man is going to be big because he's like he's reacting to every play. He's a big
3: presence. Yeah, he definitely has a, you know, keep the team together kind of vibe. Um, Can we talk about Lickitung? Because uh, it's yeah, make the case for
2: Lickitung. It's a terrifying, especially the detective Pikachu visual
3: that you that that's what that's what really did it for me. so Kevin Rice, uh, you know, I, I started, I, I posted a screen cap of just like some four foot tall Pokemon. Kevin Rice responded like, Lickitung needs to be on your team. And uh, I was like, he's three foot 11. Like we, we need to relax. He doesn't have fingers. He just, it's like one sort of Play-Doh like shape for arms, tiny little baby arms. Uh, tongue is six foot six. So that's like a nine, that's like between a nine nine and a 10 foot flat standing reach, um, which would be the largest in the world. I, he puts a paralytic on the ball. It's, it's awful all around. I mean, it would definitely, um, uh, a game changer. That's the nicest way of putting it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely go look at PD's Patreon, uh, subscribe. It's worth, uh, like five bucks a month or whatever to get lick a tongue basketball content for sure. So let's go backtrack here a little bit. Uh, How did you get into doing the draft? What like drew you to the draft? Was there like a guy, or were you like I'm a Wolves fan, so we were in the lottery forever? That got me there. Uh, I also like grew up playing AAU and like following the other guys as they were like, oh, this guy's like gonna go D1, and I like played against him when I was a sixth grader or like things like that. Uh,
3: What what got you there? So I've always been draft minded as like a little kid. Like I would watch the like late second round picks. I had to watch the draft as like the whole experience. Um, And I grew up being a really big football fan where the draft is like essential because late round picks can be valuable. Um, And there's seven rounds. Um, So it just sort of led me towards the idea that like young players and the development of young players are interesting. And as, uh, as my own, you know, playing career ended and, um, and my relationship to basketball changed. Uh, the draft was a pathway of both staying involved in something that was pretty underconsidered considered um, up until about three years ago. Um, so
2: when you first got into it, what, what was like your first big draft that
3: you like started doing research for? Uh, 2009, probably. Right on. That's probably just
2: when I started, like, as a middle schooler, me and my friends were like, ooh, Anthony Davis and, like, Derek Rose. Uh, started getting into, like, Ball Life and stuff like that. And that kind of really bolstered up my, my addiction, I guess. Uh, do you have any uh, guys that, like, you were so sure were going to hit and miss that, like, stay memorable for you? Uh, or any guys that, like, you. Had as a sleeper really early before everyone else, and we're like, This is my guy forever. Uh,
3: um, I could not have been told that Brandon Jennings was going to be not the greatest point guard of his generation. Uh, seeing Brandon Jennings like alive as a sophomore in high school, his sophomore year, not mine, uh, was one of those experiences just like, Oh, this is what they look like. This is like it was written in the stars. Uh, and life did not quite turn out that way. I will always say that his career would have gone differently if he had gone to a different place or the Achilles entry had been uh you know rehabbed slightly differently. But yeah, Brandon yeah. Jennings is probably the, the one for me. I was big on the Brandon
2: Jennings before the Achilles thing in Detroit because that was looking really fun. And I was I was like a drummond over A D guy. That was my first big horrible like I'm just getting into the draft and anybody that's skinny is Anthony Randolph now thing.
3: Another another player that I absolutely loved and would you know, obviously has carved out a, a great career for himself uh and grew up in Europe and Lithuania. But uh yeah, Anthony Randolph today is a much, much different player. Definitely. Yeah.
2: No, he's been he's on he was on the real team with uh Luca and stuff, and he's been like kind of a fixture there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh let's let's go into the prospect that we're gonna be talking about on this episode today. Uh Killian Hayes. Do you wanna give us a little overview of Killian Hayes?
3: Yeah. Um, so Killian Hayes is a big point guard um, from France. Uh, his dad uh, is is an American who played overseas. So Killian was actually born in Florida. Um, so he sort of brings this uh, American by way of France way of playing. You see a lot of things where you're like, you know, watching him, you can't quite tell where he's from. And then he will walk through a pick and roll and you're like, okay, that's a European kid. Um, he's a, he's an on-ball creator, but not necessarily 100% an on ball creator. He could be used as uh, a secondary or even tertiary as long as he has um, enough playmaking reps. Um, really wonderful handle. Um, has consistently putting grown man on his ass uh, for for at least three or four years now. Um, interesting developmental pathway as a guy who you know wasn't super athletic at 14, 15, 16, and then in the last three years has really exploded in terms of uh, his ability to finish over and through people. Um, About as left-handed as you'll find a single human being, uh, which is something that sticks out and needs to be remedied, but I would say easily one of the five most interesting prospects in this draft and somebody that uh, has the potential to change the franchise.
2: Definitely, and draft Twitter is really big on Killian Hayes. I think Kevin O'Connor was the first like big like outlet name that had him at number one, but Draft Twitter had had a few guys like floating him around there for uh, quite some time. Uh, the Wolves, who I'm a fan of, and probably a fair amount of listeners are fans of, uh, we have the number one pick. Uh, it's not looking like he's probably going to be an option there for a lot of NBA teams, at least at this point before workouts and stuff. If the draft ever actually happens,
3: December. <laughs>
2: yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, so that'll be interesting to see uh, but if he were or Gershaus was to pull some uh, magic and trade back and orchestrate something what can you talk about the fit potentially on the Wolves
3: so it's interesting because um, the most common comparison you'll hear for Killian is D'Angelo Russell um, I don't think that's a particularly apt comparison I mean comparisons in general are bad um, but I think that there is most certainly a fit with the Wolves. Uh, at one, there's not a intense structural difference between selecting him one and selecting him four in this draft, since most of this draft is player development and fit. Um, as a big guard who can take uh, some usage off uh, D'Angelo Russell and would have a, a great pick-and-pop chemistry with Cat, Like, there's a utility to have Killian. Um, I don't know if that's going to be like the sexy pick or the pick that people are uh, infatuated with, but it's like a solid process to just get as many six foot five plus ball handlers as you can to put them around a generational shooter, and then watch things slowly figure out.
2: Yeah, uh, because I'm a big Lamelo guy in general, but I feel like Killian's right there. If and like if Rosas is gonna take Killian, I'm gonna trust Rosas there and go with Killian, Uh, and I think. they both are, I feel like they've got similar things. Tell me on the like, differences between them or what that role for them on the Wolves would be.
3: Um, so the question is how much of a primary guard do you believe D'Angelo Russell to be? Um, if you believe that D'Angelo is best 30% on ball, you should take LaMelo um, because LaMelo is pretty much a tried and true primary um, who's going to need the ball in his hands as much as possible to make as many decisions as possible. Uh, because Melo is sort of a, an otherworldly decision-maker, um, not necessarily for good. He makes some, some otherworldly decisions, but he sees things before they happen. Um, sometimes that's more possible futures than actual futures, but um, but that's the, the evaluation of, of D'Angelo. If you think that D'Angelo is more of a primary, somebody who will develop that kind of feel, um, who can run an offense and just needs uh, infrastructure, then you take Killian. Um, because while well, Killian's statistically a little bit better shooter, um, he has more uh, indicators that he will shoot it at, a, uh, at a high level, mostly the free throw percentage, um, and just a, a history of growth without you know, the intense physical problems that LaMelo has. Um, on defense, they're both kind of washes. They're, they're solid, um, but you're not drafting either one of them to be uh, a major component to a, a good defense.
2: Definitely, um, yeah. So kind of, uh, kind of on that. Where do I want to go with this? Uh, I feel like uh, D'Angelo Russell was a more popular comp for Killian. I feel like he's he's had this big progression lift, and even just the like second half of the season that he had in Germany. Uh, can you kind of speak to like the athletic and like defensive improvements that he's made there? Because I feel like I, we saw a lot of like slower. Like one of the first times I remember seeing him, wasn't he the guy that lit up the like U sixteen USA team? Yeah, uh, and he was like well, really lit good up. Is like- sort of
3: little bits, a little bit of a, like he did well. I th- I just watched the that game recently. He did go one for six from three. Okay, but like he, as much as you can light somebody up while being down at thirty and going one for six from three, like he looked like one of the better prospects in a game that basically had seven first rounders in it.
2: Yeah, and he, like, looked a step slower than everyone at that point. Like, he was in a different athletic class but was still getting to his
3: spots. Yeah, it's the way that I've described it. Uh, I saw Killian when he was the equivalent of a high school freshman. Um, he played in the, the Jordan Brand game in, uh, in downtown Brooklyn. Um, and he looked like every stereotype about hero guards you'll ever see. Like, you're like, this dude is, you know, slower than the tide, but he still gets here. Um, how does, you know, it's the high level understanding of the game, but not necessarily the tools to make it happen against, you know, extremely high level of talent. Um, he developed his lower body is like the most important thing. Uh, there's still issues to be had. Like he's still really leg light. Um, and he has poor ankle, uh, mobility. So when you watch some of his blowbys, it sort of looks like, um, it sort of looks like a Hanna-Barbera animation where the feet don't move. <laughs> his ankle is just locked as he's blowing by people, which is great because it tells you that he's still fun. He's still a functional athlete, but that there's untapped physical potential as, you know, um, the wolves or the pistons the bulls get him with a, a physio staff who um, is uh, the best that money can buy and can start to, to loosen those ankles up. Definitely.
2: Um, so kind of on that, you say he's not, I feel like I've seen some, you say he's not a great defender. I feel like I've seen uh, some draft people start to amp that, uh, like athletic boost that lower body development uh, as seeing him as sort of like a Lon Wright right. Type of defender. How do you feel about that?
3: So I always hedge by saying that like guard defenders are generally um, irrelevant. Like it's important to a team schematic, but in terms of uh, just being a guard defender, like that's a really, really hard bar to clear. Like Chris Dunn is one of the five best on ball guard defenders in the world. And it doesn't truly matter. Where if you have one of the five best wing defenders in the world, like now you're going to win some games just off that. So I think that Killian's sort of in this gap um, where he's going to be a good schematic defender. He's going to be a solid on-ball defender in time, but he's not going to defend wings because he's not strong enough. So it's one of those cases where he's going to be a good defender, but I don't think that's entirely meaningful for winning, but it's going to be meaningful for team construction.
2: Definitely. And like he's not... He's not going to be like the first guy that teams are like going out of their way to hunt. Cause he's like six, five and like has that like instincts and whatnot.
3: Yeah. And he makes, he makes good reads. Uh, he looks like a teenager a lot playing against grown men. Cause that's what he was. Um, and I think that the right type of mistakes are generally what I look for from teenagers playing professionally um, and not just looking around, looking lost and hoping for the possession to end so they can get the ball back in their hand. Um he doesn't have the like the most elite defensive instincts I would say um that would like make his tools which are solid but not incredible like more valuable but I just I don't see a world where he's like an out and out bad defender
2: for sure uh I'm gonna throw out some like kind of goofy comps kind of in that vein of d right uh so is he like I feel like if he the shooting doesn't pan out the way he's kind of like Dejounte Murray with a green light on offense a little bit. Is there anything? I mean, he doesn't
3: quite have the wiggle of Dejounte. Like Dejounte's thing before, like the defense really, really picked up was that he could get by people. Like Dejounte, the prospect, Um, and Killian doesn't quite have that. Um, The when the gun to my head comparison that I made was like the middle evolution between D'Angelo Russell and Goran Dragic. Um, where he like, like he sort of has the Goran thing, where he has the ability to get by people, but you never like, it's never super slick. It's a lot of stop and start. Um, you could also say like, you know, the if Mason Jones was skinny is another like interesting because <laughs> um, he uses his body a lot. I mean, it's not meaningful in the way like Mason or even like at the highest level, Luca is. But it's the idea that like you create physicality and then snatch back and get somebody going a different direction like sean livingston with a three ball yeah i mean we're talking sean livingston before the injuries because that's a little maybe different.
2: but like yeah more more post
3: yeah post injuries is tough because like there's so much that was there before that just isn't there um mm-hmm. and this is why like for me it's the movement style that i try to find first like you can find players that like are approximately as good mm-hmm. but like Guys with the stop and start athleticism um, that Killian has, who are also big, is pretty rare. It's not, you know, um,
2: so like somewhere between Shea and
3: Sadaransky. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of the world that we're in, where these these big guys who can get separation. Like he's not made out of plastic like Shea is, um, where Shea can just sort of mold himself into weird spaces and 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 lengthen out. But there's moments of Killian where you see like this. Uh, really advanced technicality that satransky had so I think that you're definitely in the right um, in the right world yeah I love those big combo guards
2: that can like play any of the uh, any of the guard spots can come off the bench and fill in for either guy can start at either spot in a pinch
3: I just wish that satransky played for a coach who loved him as much as like casual viewers did yeah, every single <laughs> every single person who like watches a, a Thomas satransky game like going back you know, to his, even his pre-draft. It's just like, I would use, oh, this guy's so, you know, he's so versatile. And then every coach is just like, yeah, we don't know what we're getting from him every night. It's like, that's the point of versatile people. You, you kind of, you, it's a thin spread across a number of statistical categories, but coaches always love the guy who can give you 12 points every single night. Fantasy basketball, God. <laughs> So
2: the sort of middle section of the pod, now that we've, like, gotten a solid overview of Killian, we'll come back to him in a second. Uh, I already recorded a little section with my, like, first legit, uh, like, traveling team that I played on, like, fifth grade. We, like, went to state. A bunch of people that were, like, in that program were, like, D1 or whatever. Uh, So that was really fun. We just, like, uh, reminisced there. Uh, You've been, like, scouting. You, I assume, played as a kid growing up. Uh, do you have any like favorite youth basketball, like tall tales, or just like favorite parts of like uh, AAU tournaments? The types of people that show up there, anything like that?
3: go um, on that for a bit. So my favorite thing that happens in AAU is um, the big kids birth certificate. Um, this happens a lot, like when you get to like higher levels of like not higher. Like, we saw to, that
2: kid leave in a car.
3: Yes. Um, like, when you get to, you know, what will eventually be the shoe circuit teams, um, you know, that, like, seventh, eighth grade window, you have, you know, the reclass stuff, and, and you have teams that are trying to get funding, so they need to win. And um, nobody, except AAU parents, will just, like, blindly say things that, like, are probably unkind to, like, a, what's a 12-year-old. Especially when that twelve-year-old is like six, seven, and guarantees you a win, um, and so there's always a parent with that birth certificate on hand. Like sometimes it's laminated because they've done this so many times. It's like, no, he's twelve. I swear. And uh, it's always just a uh, a hilarious dynamic because it doesn't matter what document you produce. You could like produce like a U.S. Census taker who's like, I testified this child is twelve. After that game, if the other team loses, those parents will just be like, if that kid wasn't thirty-seven years old, we would have won the game um yeah i mean i think the other aau thing is uh, parents who tape games um that's a thing especially with like gopros it's always it's always from the worst angle it's always uh you know it's it's like low level games they're never going to cut it they just like show it it's always the parent who loves to yell and that you can't as a person who's done you know uh you know had to do film for for teams and uh you know, just had to tape things before. You can't be a, a participant and a, a, a supervisor at the same time. So, you know, the film is crazy while the dad is yelling at the ref. Um, you terms, have like favorite things that you've overheard while watching
2: like copious amounts of like film. Cause I know like that's a whole like subsection of things you guys like will trade on Twitter and be like, yeah, but the game footage here, you can like gets blocked by somebody standing up for the last like two minutes or things like that.
3: Um, so i generally like listen to podcasts or books on tape um or music when i'm scouting um except for this one um dmv based uh video service who puts full games on but he's always talking to people like while (laughs) he's taping the games and it is one of the best sources of um of information because he's always talking to like UIBL people or UAA people, and you just get like a very background feel to like what's happening. And so like you can, I don't have to Google anybody or anything during these games. He's like, oh yeah, this kid, uh, I think he got offered by Creighton, but I don't think it's a real offer. I think that they're just trying to you know, do the footsteps. I don't think it's real. I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. Um, I think that my, if I have to take AAU stories, I saw Renardo Sydney as a sophomore in high school. Um, and it was the f- moment where I really learned I wasn't going to be in the NBA. <laughs> uh, it was between my freshman and sophomore year of high school. And I walked into a gym at 9am and it, it was the like the style of gyms where you, the entrance is underneath the basket. And as I walked in, Renardo Sydney caught a post lob, took one dribble, uh, brought it all the way back to tap his numbers for a back scratcher, uh, banged it, and then slapped glass. And that was when my coach told me that we played him if we won in this playoff game. Oh, God. He was the number one kid in the country that time. Uh, he finished that game with, like, some ridiculous stat line. Like, it, he probably had 35 with, like, six threes. He was 6'11". Um, just, in, like, one of the greatest uh, what-if players ever. Uh, a player who, like, probably peaked in eighth grade. Um, in terms of, like, skill and focus and all the things that can go wrong when um, when people have other interests over uh, a kid's well-being. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, proceeded to lose the game before playing Renardo Sidney uh, in what would have been, like, the... the a business year- decision. It wasn't even that. We were up, like, <laughs> 12-0 on this, on this LA team. And uh, then one of my teammates got absolutely fucking dunked on and it turned the tide of the game. Just one of those, like like truly evil moments. Uh I was guarding a kid. He went to like a semi post up. He threw a bounce pass. And I was like, oh we're gonna smoke this team. I'm already thinking about Sydney. I'm like, this is <laughs> gonna be a game where like we really perform. He threw this bounce pass to a cutter and I turned my head and like as I turned my head I like caught at the bottom of my vision this kid's shoes. Ooh. I was like, oh that's that's weird. And I turned <laughs> my head and you know, I'm six feet away from the rim. And as I'm turning the kid's going by me and uh he he cranked it on my teammate and i think the team went on like an 18-0 run and it was pretty much over after that no sydney did i didn't get dunked on i wasn't even close but uh that was that was the the moment my life turned away from being an nba player when my teammate got fucking banged on
2: (laughs) yeah no that's real i think i had that kind of like coming to jesus moment uh i talk on the first episode of the pod about de la salle high school this kind of like perennial uh they like one state like four years in a row while i was in school there or while I was in school in Minnesota. Uh, and uh, I went to the camps every summer like with the players and stuff. So like Royce White was a counselor one year, like things like that. Uh, and Reed Travis was uh, one year older than us. And he had like been in the camp a few years. Uh, and then I come back uh, like like seventh grade summer or something. And I'm like looking around and I don't see Reed. And he's like, obviously one of the big guys there, his older brothers were like, we're sick and played there. Uh, and my friend's like oh yeah he's lifting with varsity and then like when it comes around at the end uh uh like the first day we're like playing one-on-one like king of the court at the end uh and then reed jumps in somebody's basket and i like see him he's like up at the top of the key he's like huge buff like probably in eighth grade now but just like a monster uh like takes a jab step takes another just like shoulders the kid like james harden like all the way into the bleachers basically and like walks it to the basket for a layup. And I was like, yeah, I'm probably not gonna play varsity. Like, you know?
3: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that people who are less like attuned to grassroots think that like high school stories are the ones you want. And that's absolutely not true. You need to get the story of the summer between seventh and eighth grade. Because that's when a lot of kids reclass. That's when like the real separator for like kids who are gonna be good in college and kids who are like on the pro track really emerges. And some of the most hideously stacked teams I've ever seen are just like teams that are full of future eighth graders. Like the team that had Scotty Lewis, Brian Antoine, Cole Anthony, and, and there's another name I'm missing. And just like absolutely like a lineup of kids who are pros. And there were a bunch of kids who thought that it was sweet and that they were nice. And I'm sure that they woke the they left the next day and were like, so... Um, so what do you do with math? <laughs> welcome to uh, welcome to playing UIBL uh, and things like that, where you're going to get your feelings hurt. For real. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And LA is just like another animal with youth basketball stuff. Like Minnesota is kind of having its little like renaissance here now. We're finally having its day in the sun a little bit with like slam poster
3: boys, Jalen Suggs and Chet Holmgren. But, yeah, uh, I think... I think that um, a lot of places have taken the the LA player development model and the uh, the top down attention that the shoe companies have done and um, have applied it, and it's really created a lot of really vibrant uh, scenes in terms of uh, the way that you develop your basketball players um, and getting everybody to play everybody is the best thing you can do to develop young guys. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely.
2: Uh, You have any final thoughts on AAU or other like random memories.
3: Um, I don't think that it's uh, a specific memory. Um, but, uh, I once, I was once playing in a game where a kid, uh, was gonna go up for a layup and got hit in the face and then started crying. <laughs> this is a this is a like a 17U game. He got hit in the face and he started crying and he like curled up into a ball like a ball kind of where he doubled over. He like didn't go onto his like he on his knees, but he's standing up and sort of like doubled over. And everybody stops and as like as we like start to like back away to look at the coach, he goes and finishes the layup. <laughs> Yo, that's uh, my <laughs> there was there was about three and a half seconds and uh his team was down like 30. like it was an ass whipping and this kid went with the fake cry up and under dude that's uh, one of my favorite things i've ever heard i think so like the mechanics of it was he got hit and he like pulled down and he like you know he like really milked like he didn't go immediately into the ball it was a slow process that's why i, I like bought it and like it was a clear foul ref didn't call it and so the first reaction is like you look the, you look at the ref and you look at the kid the kid's hurt And you look back at the ref, then you look at the coach. And by the time you're looking back at the coach, he hits the finish. Um, Yeah, I think we poured it on them after that.
2: Oh, yeah. I I mean, you absolutely got to. But also, like, I have so much respect for that kid. You have no idea. (laughs) Uh, I tell a story on the first pod about, like, our horrible middle school Catholic League team uh, and how we would pester our coach every year to run this play called Dead Man. Uh, and, like, point guard takes the ball over, yells, dead man. Everybody else on the floor just falls down and is, like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. People are freaking out. You run in for a layup and do it. Uh, did not work when we finally got to run it in eighth grade because our point guard was, like, too excited and picked up the dribble. But I did successfully run it in intramurals, and I have a video of it that I'll post when I do my intramural video. And it's, it, like, that's the kind of shit that I love. Like, just playing, just having fun, doing every.
3: Every little thing. <laughs> um, so, the last story that I have is one of coaching. Like you know, when you're getting back into um, back into basketball, you kind of have to accept some jobs that are not always great. Um, whether it be like it's like doing camp instruction or uh, like you know working for like you know uh, fancy high schools that'll pay because almost nobody does. Like basketball is a really weird. F- wage structure until you get to uh, a higher level. And um, I was working at like a, like twice a week at like a religious school. And uh, we went to play an away game and um, the other team got pizza before the game. (laughs) Like they were at their layup lines and the team stopped layup lines to get pizza. And the ref went and got some too, and we weren't allowed to have it. <laughs> um, one of the rims was a foot lower than the other. At, uh, at the pizza game. At the pizza game. The the rules were changed during the game so that the clock didn't move when within two minutes when you were in the backcourt, and we lost. I mean, they had they were they were fueled for the game. Um, so yeah, the the five minute pizza intermission was really a uh, a moment where I was like, so I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like like basketball, like I might be done. I I I, uh, I took the bus home after that and just stared at the ground and was just like, this is the lowest I've ever been.
2: It's like where where do you even find refs? Like at that point, you're just like asking people if they know what basketball is, and they're like. I'll take 10 bucks to do this
3: I guess I mean this was extremely tough stuff
2: for sure well I'm glad you've come out on the other side at some point and now are living to discuss Pokemon on podcasts (laughs) (laughs) so I'm gonna put us on a little detour here so we can continue the AAU talk uh I'm, instead of pd i'm gonna bring on three pals from like my first basketball traveling team ever and uh yeah so if you're just here for killian stuff i'll put a timestamp for when we get back to that with pd uh if not enjoy i guess uh get started here just respect y'all's time get going talking about south side uh this is going to be a goofy thing because I'm going to edit in the draft guy that I talked to before and after this. But mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so, what you guys, thank you all for coming on to the High and Dry Draft podcast. We got uh, <laughs> Evan Shepard, Nick Knighton, and Tommy Bayer here, uh, three members. Yeah. Of- the illustrious Southside Minneapolis traveling basketball team that got second That's in right. Minnesota State, and we were yeah. young fifth graders. We
0: did get second in state. That's right. I forgot about that.
2: About
1: that. Dude, I did too. Bro, I, I,
0: I, told did. people. <laughs> I, 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 told
1: right people I
0: think for, I told people for ten years. I was like, yeah, bro, we're, we're I'm top five in the state. <laughs> like, I was like, up until I was probably eighteen years old, I was like, yeah, I'm top five. <laughs>
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. i was like
0: and, and and whose ranking is that oh I, uh, the fifth fifth grade since fifth grade i've been top i've been top i've been top five bro
1: but dude you were killing it Annunciation league who who's the teams in that who are the teams in that league the biggest so, one was Crondolette.
2: and that's oh, where so me right. and nick went so like me we're and tom back. i say this <laughs> on the episode after this because we do a park board episode but uh oh, you do? tommy's kind of like my basketball nemesis like, yeah, because uh, like, yeah. like, I never played on Southside, especially our fifth grade year. Uh, because yeah. like, me and Tommy yeah. were both like super <laughs> short, super small. Uh, and Tommy was just like a little bit more aggressive and like just straight up better at basketball than me. Uh, <laughs>
0: but, but, uh, Isaac Eli Brim, uh, I, I forget how you pronounce his last name. He was yeah. my yeah. nemesis on Cron because he was always a little better than me and like my same size mm. and everything you know Mm
2: -hmm. so it's like it's weird
0: yeah he was like my like oh i fucking hate because he just had such a good jump shot you know
2: especially because like you're in catholic league and like you know you're one of the best players because you played traveling before Mm -hmm. like just by exactly yeah like just the air of confidence that you have and there's another kid that like (laughs) knows how to play basketball you're like fuck that
0: yeah yeah (laughs) I'm just like, bro, I know so many more ball handling drills than you, okay? We're not on the same. I can do the spider. I can do the spider. Kind of on, like, a dumb
2: thing from that. Uh, I remember – I think this was a fourth-grade game. It was, like, one of my first years playing traveling basketball. Mm -hmm. I saw, Tommy, you and your dad were, like, relacing your shoes in between games, like, re-tightening them (laughs) up. And I was like – Bro, my shoes That's nice level. So I like yeah. went off into you, like one of the hallways somewhere and like tied my shoes real tight, scored like yeah. eight points the next game and like thought I was Dwayne yeah. Wade. You like look
0: down at your shoes and you're like, damn, I gotta relace my ske- my sketchers glow in the darks really quick.
2: <laughs> you're like, damn, I should
0: relace my sketchers. You know, people don't talk about how That's Isaac right. hooped in Skechers for ten years.
2: Did you really? In sketches?
0: No. <laughs> no, that's a joke. I'm I'm completely joking. <laughs> I did in like 7th grade. The thing is, grade. I would have
5: believed You, so oh, you could have so convinced bad. me for sure. <laughs> you could have convinced <laughs> me 100%.
2: <It> so <laughs> the reason I bought that is because in like 7th grade, when Nike ID was a really big thing, I yeah. bought, like, yeah. the ugliest pair of, like, Barkley-looking shoes that had, like, straps over them. <laughs> and I, like, customized the shit out of them. They look like somebody, like, puked on uh, them. Yo, you just, so you
0: just reminded me. I used to wear um, – remember Marberries? Yes. Yeah. Dude, I had Marberries. Bro, bro, Marberries, I had Marberries costed I 15 bucks. They costed 15 <laughs> bucks. I don't know if you remember 15? that, but that's – yeah, you could go to the store and get a That's brand new crazy. pair of Marb, and they lasted for two <laughs> months. They crazy. were the shittiest. They were like the shittiest shoes. But like I was rocking Damn. Marberries because my dad was like trying to save money, and they cost like fifteen bucks. And they know? like looked
2: pretty good for like like they looked better yeah. than like the Adidas like team shoes or whatever like weirdo like Dwight Howard. They looked stuff good, people but- were wearing.
1: Yeah,
0: they looked good, but they were a bad shoe, though. They tore quickly. I don't know if you remember. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember going Mar- through a pair of Mar- and, Marberries. And Shaq,
1: Shaq shoes are the only shoes at Marshalls.
4: Right, exactly. <laughs>
0: it was the only shoes at Marshalls.
4: Every, like, the three Shaq months. My,
0: yeah, every, like, my dad would be like, all right, we're going to Marshalls. We're getting some Marberries. And I'm like, let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they did the trick.
0: They yeah.
2: Damn. <laughs> um, also, just kind of on the note of us like, getting second in state, I have a really distinct memory of some dude on, I think we played a team <laughs> called Team Elite. Uh, and there was a dude that was wearing jean shorts under his the jean shorts, jeans shorts under, his under the his state shorts, final damn. game. And he was nice I remember that. Oh, so okay. You're okay, you the first of the
1: someone on, on that team. team. Wait, what was that? He was Evan? so
2: good. Yeah, Evan. What?
1: I feel like I know who that was.
2: Just throw it out the there, man.
1: Under name names. Oh. He was taller
5: than all the rest of us. He was like almost dunking. Maybe he did dunk at one point. I feel like he slapped backward on some layups for sure.
0: All all I'm saying is to have the confidence to wear jean shorts and then basketball shorts over it. I mean, you're already the best player on the court. Like no fucking – nobody who's just average (laughs) is going to pull that shit off. You know what I mean? You got to be so cold
5: to pull that shit off. Yeah. Also, the basketball shorts were long enough already – and his shit were coming below the basketball <laughs> shorts. They were already at the knees. Oh, they yeah, God
1: like, had, like baggy shorts. Oh, there that was someone, that like, was someone they were like, they were like, no. Like who didn't come to play. Who didn't come to the gym to play. that? <laughs> and
5: he was like. No, that must play. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>
5: and just, a, and won the state championship. short. <laughs> <Gene laughs> dude i yeah.
0: remember like in fifth grade like being so small and like everyone's so much bigger than i and uh like the and just like my jersey being so baggy on me because like like i Absolutely. just like couldn't fit and so i was like wearing shorts and just a jersey that was just like so baggy i weighed like 40 pounds <laughs> you know I
1: mean,
2: you had the, the smallest <laughs> yeah. one. You had. Yeah, Dude, and they those... gave me
0: the, the smallest one. God damn.
2: Dude, those jerseys were big. I literally wore those Southside shorts like through high yeah. school. Like they started to fit have... me like in ninth grade. Absolutely. Yeah, they just, I they my just started
0: to fit. They just started to fit me now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like last week, they just fit.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. Those are comfy. Oh man! Damn, I completely like,
0: forgot, dude. I completely forgot we got second in state that year.
1: No, I did too. That was I a completely great year. forgot. That was a we had like a
2: cold. Year. You guys were cold. Who else? Who else? <laughs> who else? Yeah, you and Mo, Adrian. Yeah, Mo, Adrian, oh, Isaiah Whoa,
1: we
5: Sims.
2: Had, we had Sims. Isaiah. Yeah. Isaiah
5: Sims was cold Isaiah
1: as fuck. Isaiah was on the team. He was wait, so was cool. good, bro,
0: Evan. Who was that other guy? He was like the big man on our team, and he played. He was also on our. A uh, Pearl Park football team, and he, and he hit that memory.
1: Kalen Starkey, Starkey, Kalen mm.
0: Starkey. Oh, okay. he was he huge.
1: He was cold. <laughs> he was cold.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Starkey. Oh, he
1: moved. He moved to Chicago.
0: Oh, he did. Yeah, uh, he was. He was good too, man. Who Who else did we have? He was.
2: He was a. Uh, uh. My like go-to story for like dudes that I played with when I was good were, when I was young and like we were just so good now. Uh <laughs> me and Nick used to go to these boot camps uh at Linhurst on Friday night that some dude named Bradford would run. And uh one night Amir Coffee was there when we were in 5th grade and he was in 4th grade. <laughs> uh, and we like did this oh, big okay. big uh like workout with this <laughs> dude. And then at the end of it, uh, Amir played Nick and I, who were a year older than him at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amir only yeah. uses his off hand, plays us two on one, and I think we we lost like eleven to two or something.
5: <laughs> handily, handily, he beat us handily with his off hand. Oh, he was so like nasty! It was it's so, so crazy
0: because like because like. Like, back in the day, we are just like, oh, yeah, like, Amir's going to the league. He's so cold. And, like, you say that about a bunch of kids who are really cold. You know what I mean? Right. But he did it. It blows my mind. Like, I just watched a clip of him. He had a nasty dunk just, like, a few nights ago. And I was like, damn, this guy did it. Good for him. That rocks. You know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, bro. (laughs) You can see it the whole way. He he only played his, his grade level a couple times. And it was in high school. And he had... Forty points yeah like that was the only time like in his life he played it but like, dude his Evan, grade level.
0: do you remember before you like got your like because you had like multiple injuries like your senior year of high school but there was like a couple months because where you were like getting 40 points it was either senior or junior year of high school but it like junior year. It, was, it was junior because that that's when you were like because like you lost a lot of your like a lot of your jumps you mm-hmm. know Cause you could like jump out the gym for a little bit junior year, and yeah. there was like this two month span where you were like eating, and I was like, "Damn, dude, Evan might be is putting in some serious work." Like right. you were like a junior <laughs> dropping like forty points in games too. So that's pretty, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: man. It was it was it was so fun. I mean, it was a lot lot easier too junior year too, cause uh, just around just around the team with a guy like Jeff running around right. just as fast as can be drawing all types of attention and stuff. But yeah, I was really, I was really good it. And that's right. when North got, that was when North got really good. And that's when I know
0: North had like those, true. like, they were like, they were like, I think they were like freshmen mm-hmm. or like, they were like, they could have been fifth graders. I don't know. They were like fifth graders <laughs> and they were,
1: they were 12 no, years old a, and they were there dunking. There was a seventh grader and that was their big guy. Yeah. Dude, I feel like
0: yeah. Oh shit! Sorry, hold on. I feel like Jeff was like your Rodman.
1: Oh man, Jeff. Jeff. I mean, who? There was no one that could guard Jeff. Because I know you're not, you're not as fast as you? him, and you're not as strong as him, and you're not. Yeah. Like a combination of either to 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 handle him. It's yeah.
4: Too much. Dude, a
0: lot of a lot of people we hooped with, like, and Southside, really turned out to be like. Great Hoopers! It's really oh, yeah. a, a cool oh, yeah. thing. Everyone, you know?
1: everyone from you can tell, like when someone said they play Southside, just because you can tell they they have like a really good feel for the game. At least they're really good team players. They're really really good. Yeah, just teammates. Really good basketball players. There, yeah, there's a like I don't know
4: smart yeah.
1: players have gone through Southside. Joe Coleman is a player that went through Southside. If you've heard
2: mm. of Co- Joe mm-hmm. Coleman, uh, yeah, uh, Royce. Royce didn't uh, Jake Wright I think was on the grade oh, above us. Yeah. Jake Wright,
5: Joe, uh, Jake Wright was a, team, that dude was cold.
2: James
1: Lawson. Uh, James Lawson. Oh, man.
5: James Lawson,
0: Bro,
1: Keon. Okay, Damn. Keon was my
0: favorite player to play with, bro. He would he he could just pull up at the three. He barely moved up and down the court, but he would just hit <laughs> shots, man.
4: Fucking rocked. Did
1: you, did you tell? <laughs> was that with us or was it with urban stars when you uh when Keon would like shoot a three and then like limp down on defense no that was like urban stars
0: got- that that's when i was playing you guys cuz i cuz i left i left southside to go urban stars and i took keon with me rightfully so i was like i was like keon i was like we're getting the hell out of here they're not treating us fairly and he was like they're treating us just I mean just fine i'm like let's go we're going to urban stars right now man we got to get out of here yeah, it was. We we played you guys on when I was on Urban Stars, and yeah, he was just like, we'd just hit a three and not get back on defense. And I'd be so mad.
1: <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Well, okay, wait, wait, wait. Someone else, someone else, someone else. I had the picture. Well, Kevin Gleason played. Because, uh, Kevin, Kevin, yeah,
2: the whole time. I think Mo Mo went to Penn and played there, didn't he? Did he end no, up? No, he didn't play. He just went there. Okay,
1: he went there,
2: but he was like varsity doing shit at Brack. Oh, yeah. was, do you team. remember Mo's dad? Mo's, Mo's was dad. dad was my favorite. Mo's dad. Mo's Mo.
5: dad was.
1: Uh, Mo's
2: dad was named Mo. Mo's
5: dad. That's my, yeah. Oh, that's so good. I Mo that. Mo's dad was putting was in cool work man. in the stands. Oh, he was. was putting in work as an
0: as an audience member.
5: He Absolutely. was a
1: team, he was a part of the he was as much of in yeah. the game as we were.
2: Bro, remember TJ's? Game, remember TJ's mom? T- Dude, TJ's parents were like <laughs> uns- <laughs> like the heroes of that team because after I remember it was the coolest thing that after <laughs> practice sometimes we could just like hang around and throw Coach Brown an alley oops and it was just like the coolest yeah, right. <laughs> he was like
5: Coach Brown. Oh <laughs> yeah,
1: he was like he was like Adrian Peterson.
0: He was like Adrian Peterson. Dude, I remember getting so pissed off because I'd play him one-on-one at practice and he would just keep blocking my shots. And then I, I would just like, I would just quit. I'd be like, I'd be like, this is, this is bullshit.
1: And then I would
2: just like, you suck. <laughs> and just like leave. And then Tommy's mom would make the cookies at the end of the Tommy,
5: Tommy was a feisty. Tommy, oh was, yeah, yeah, I was Tommy. a fighter. I remember, I remember you had you crazy. had mad emotion. I remember I remember you were like the fight symbol. Look, that be one of the most competitive people. Oh, oh man, dad, dude. I mean, easy.
0: yeah, I'm still competitive, dude. I would I would like cry. I would fight. I would like. Oh, yeah. I
5: would. You I was would. just like oh, I
0: was just like, dude. I was just like an intense little <laughs> fucking kid.
5: <laughs> yeah, dude, you were fiery as fuck.
0: Yeah, it's so. <laughs> He wasn't yeah, friends I, with
1: me. He wasn't friends with me on the court. Tommy was no, like, no, no, I wasn't. A, remember, bro, when we played Southside Urban Stars? Like, I tried to shake your hand, bro. You weren't having it, I, dude. I, I, I'm uh, saying, dude, that's
0: why I'd watch, like, I'd watch, like, the the Last Dance, and just like the pettiness, like the pettiness <laughs> Jordan had, and I was like, I completely feel him, like, w- like in retrospect, looking back on it, it's just like, oh, it's it's really dumb to like do that stuff, but dude, like the pettiness that i'll have like on the yeah. court it's so heat ridiculous and stupid but yeah it's just a, it's just a heat of the moment <laughs> thing
1: facts. yeah so facts.
5: it's so absolutely
1: one of my evan favorite would, pregame would, rituals i'm sorry
5: yeah sorry yeah i i was i just loved watching evan like get past the basketball from one of the coaches and then hit like 23 threes in a row in motion and the coach would be like keep going keep going and then we get the basketball like pass it back out to Evan like 10 minutes before the game would go and I remember I'd just be like on the bench watching and be like yo <laughs> like that like he's so good like I tried to I do that I hit like maybe three out of 20. And I was just always so amazed I was just like damn like we play with such good basketball players. And my Evan <laughs> my yeah house, Evan. Uh, Evan was the
0: first kid that I was friends with that could hit, like, threes, like, lights out. He was, like, a right. lights like, out shooter, like, like, at killer. Pearl Park. <laughs> yeah. Like, because we met at, like, Pearl Park, like, the Pearl Park stomping grounds, you know, like, fourth grade-ish, third, yeah. third, fourth grade. And you were, like, the first kid, like, the first, like, fourth, third grader even who could, like, hit threes consistently it fucking blew my mind
2: yeah i remember there is a there is a game where maybe evan was like off for like once and whatever and the like ref came over to our coach and was like hey like that kid's taking a lot of threes like should i like say something because like you know in fifth grade like kids don't really make threes like that and he's like no 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 no. they go in don't worry about it (laughs) and i was like you had that green light as a fifth grader like
0: (laughs) Well, Evan was also the same in football, too, because, like, when we played, like, you know, middle school football, like, most quarterbacks, like, because I played quarterback in sixth grade, and I threw, like, maybe, like, maybe a handful of passes the whole year, you know, just because, like, it's – to be in the pocket and throw a pass, it's so intense when you're just, like, a small child, you know what I mean? (laughs) But But Evan – but Evan could be like in seventh eighth grade, and he could throw like twenty yard thirty yard passes just like boom, boom, yeah. boom like in the pocket. I was like, man this guy's this guy's
5: killing it over here well, at the same
1: time too, at the same time too, my dad ran Pearl, so I had a stack team every year like, yeah it was uh, it, like one year I had Isaiah and Jericho as my wife yeah. and mm. Kevin, and just really good players usually. Like yeah really fast, really tall, really somewhat like Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Oh my like, god. What, six he was like my height. And yeah, it was Jeffrey was six foot
0: nine when he was ten years old.
1: <laughs> I literally just toss him up, toss it up. Yeah. Damn. Oh my about. god. Yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, yeah. That was
0: Do you guys remember going on like like did you guys ever go to like hotels? I know Evan, you did, but uh Nick and Isaac, did you guys do like hotels when you were traveling?
2: I feel like we didn't play competitively long enough for that. Mm-hmm. I think like probably, I think eighth grade, we did the like silliest thing that we did close to that is we had like a Crandallette team that would like play tournaments sometimes like out of season, just like to mm-hmm. do it because it was like all of our friends. Uh, and there was a lock, like a like lock in the, the night before mm. that all the like, Crondolette people did. We like, went to this like community center for like 50 bucks and stay up all night, like play games and shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> So we, like, did one of those, <laughs> uh, and then we all went to this tournament the next morning, like, hit McDonald's on the way there, <laughs> like, drove out to a <laughs> yeah, so, and, like, played oh in on those awesome. awesome. Oh, my that's God, that's like, another thing. Oh, those sorry, tournaments to were crazy. They're always, like, out in the middle of, like, so, like, when you're in fifth grade and playing traveling basketball in Minnesota, you, like, wake up at Saturday, like, 5 a.m., you drive, like, an hour right. out to, like, some right. weird A long drive. Like, suburb. A long drive. And then yeah, you see, yeah. like, uh you see this like college campus basically in the distance, like these huge high schools that have like windows all the way to the floor, like yeah, huge, super nice uh, shit. And then uh, you play like, they even had like super Saturday things where you played like four or five games in a day and like finished the tournament that Saturday.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was yeah that's you realize quickly yeah, that yeah. like public education isn't like equal all ar- all around because it's like oh <laughs> Washburn is True. literally the size of two houses, <laughs> and then you go to Anoka <laughs> and their elementary school is bigger than the University of Minnesota. You know, it's like incredible.
4: <laughs> Do
0: you guys I remember, remember being tournaments, at-
5: like oh, Sorry, yeah. They, they just have like the the brackets, and you. I remember always going at lunch or something, and you'd see who you get paired with. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It was like active, like you won, and like you see Southside going up, like the winners' ladder. Like, yeah. oh shit, like who's gonna be next? Like, have you seen them play? If
0: yeah. It was all in one <laughs>
2: day. I remember.
0: That. Yeah, I remember. I remember looking at those brackets. I remember looking at those brackets, and it's like Southside versus like the Anoka Warriors, and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking right. kill these idiots. Like, I remember. Being like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking absolutely. murder these fools. Like, right? they don't understand. Like,
1: has they played the team we played? how they do, yeah. right? You're oh, watching right. them.
0: You're like, I got you that, get the kid. scouting
5: report. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I'm trying they're to just literally just them. catch them on, like, they're, like, <laughs> walking by a gym. You're like, oh, that's them? Just watch oh. them. Yeah, thanks. Like, no chance.
2: <laughs> On your way to, like, go play tip in the hallway, like... Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. How many, like, trophy cases and, like, other, like, random shit like that you think got broken by kids, like, playing tip oh, in hallways my at God. those
4: tournaments? Oh, Bro, my playing God. tip
0: in the hallway was Too huge. Many. Do you guys remember in between games, like, you'd, you'd finish your game and then you would go get, like, a chili cheese dog and eat it in two seconds <laughs> yeah, and chug a word. Gatorade, like, like, three Gatorades, and then you're like, all right, I'm ready to... Play yeah. three
4: more games.
0: Like, <laughs> like it's like the most yeah. unhealthy shit. And your parents were just like, "Yeah, that's great. Go eat five yeah, totally. hot dogs. You know, <laughs> like, like the, the, one, dad right. in a <laughs> yeah, the one dad that bag.
2: The one dad that would walk with you guys to uh, the SLP McDonald's." Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, there are always <laughs> tournaments there. The McDonald's is right there. Yeah. There's always one dad that's like, yeah. all right, I got eight boys coming with me. We're going to go find <laughs> yeah, out McDonald's. Bag, bag, bag. Yeah,
0: I was like always so pissed when my dad was just like, no, we don't have money for McDonald's. Which is insane to think about now because it's like, you don't have $3? Go to hell, okay? Right, you, can't go to the
5: go do- do- you can't go to the dollar menu?
0: Yeah, you can't. Oh, we don't have $4? <laughs>
5: Shut
1: up,
0: okay? This <laughs> or, is bullshit. Or
1: we got food at home.
0: Yeah, we got food at home. Yeah.
5: We, no, like we don't. We're <laughs> Yeah. First home. The whole day.
4: <laughs>
5: oh, oh, my God. Have you God. guys
1: ever uh, gone to the wrong high school or middle school? And just, like, try to look at your court, and then you're just...
0: <laughs> Bro, I was so pissed. The whole team was so pissed when you did that because, like, I if I did that yeah, or if Nick did that knew. or if Isaac did that, whatever. it's like it's okay. We'll start whatever. the game. Like, uh,
5: you know what I mean? Yeah, but we but, all like, knew when Evan wasn't there.
0: <laughs> but like, if Evan <laughs> yeah. wasn't there, everyone's like super tense, and it's just like, like all right, I'm Tommy. Like, all right. It's like, all right, you're starting, and I'm like, I can't do this. You can't put this pressure on me. <laughs> It's like, Isaac, you're at point guard. And Isaac's like, what the
2: fuck? I'm like, dude, me and TJ were just chilling at the end of the bench, man. You don't got to do this. (laughs) Yeah, it's like
4: (laughs) – Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I have a really
2: throwing it back to the state tournament game here just for a second while I'm thinking about it uh, Nick actually would get some time sometimes because you like played football and were aggressive and like fast as hell Nick was like the fastest dude in our school Uh, but Nick couldn't do anything on offense and I remember once uh, in the state tournament game uh, while I'm like watching attentively (laughs) from the bench because that's what I did uh, Team Elite was like trapping us super hard like like one three one or something. One three one was the big scary one when you were a little kid. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're like Damn, mm-hmm. one, turn, yeah. one three
1: one. Cause it's, Third, right, then one, they meet you in half court. It feels like, like it feels like the whole court is being taken.
2: Like mm-hmm. right, <laughs> yeah, right. Um but uh so somebody like broke a trap and like passed it to nick in the corner and nick was like i can't get trapped i can't get trapped and you were like behind <laughs> one of the volleyball lines behind the three-point line and you threw up this shot in the state tournament and coach immediately was like no and he was like <laughs> offense defending you and adrian before i think but then you like, yeah. threw that up and he was like nah, 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 nah.
4: well
0: adrian? you'd send Nick again you'd adrian send Nick in when you need a stop
2: Exactly. You know,
5: Right, and then like, take me like, out right, and we got we, the ball back. Yeah, and, and it's like, time out.
0: Get us out of there.
4: <laughs> yeah,
5: Adrian and I were doing – Adrian would come off on – off like he'd get on the offensive position, get out, and then I'll come for the defensive position, and then we'd just be going back and forth that way. He's just so much taller <laughs> than everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> He's so good at rebounding and just, like, working on right. the paint. Luke was on the team, right? Luke? Luke? Parker? Luke? Or
2: no. I played on an Urban Stars team mm-hmm. with Luke Parker like a year or two later, but All I don't think he was on this it. team.
0: Yeah. Okay. Dude, when I met Luke, I thought he was going to be like a six foot six, like unstoppable force in sports. And then he just stayed the same height in fifth grade <laughs> that he is now. And I was like, oh,
2: he's got bars oh, now.
0: He does
1: got bars. Oh, that is facts. <laughs> okay.
0: My man can spit.
1: But he was so fast <laughs> on his
2: feet. He was like the – man, he was really – He could move, like, fifth-grade Zion, just, like, huge and, like oh, – I, I guess that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um. Man, I remember those games being so intense.
1: <laughs> Which one?
0: Just, like, all those, like, like those playoffs games and, like, you know, like, state tournaments and stuff like that. Um, I remember them just oh, being, yeah, like – Because
1: it was that Armstrong. Like, you were either at Armstrong or – Somewhere w- Weren't they at Armstrong?
0: I think Yeah Armstrong sounds Super I feel like, like The feel like, Colin
1: Powell
2: Center Also had like A ton yeah, of Yeah Armstrong and Colin Powell Colin Powell Center, Center.
0: State. That's, yeah. where the state, yeah. that's
5: where the That's where the State championship was I remember The Colin Powell Center
2: I remember
0: playing uh, Fucking In Urban Stars In like 7th grade I was playing uh, Tyus Jones' Little brother Really? Who was like mm. Yeah he, like, Cause like was He was like Probably like Magnus years old. Yeah, he was, like, nine years old, and I remember, like, here, it's so funny, because people were, like, bro, that's Tyus' little brother, and Tyus' was already, like, he was probably, like, a, a sophomore, a freshman, like, you know, putting in work over, uh, I forget what school he went to, but just in high school or whatever, and uh, I remember his, I was playing against his little brother, and his brother was literally, like, probably nine, and I was, like, 12, and I remember, like, Locking him up and like doing well, and be like, "Yeah, that's right." But in retrospect, it's like, "No, you're playing someone who's four years younger than you. Like you shouldn't. <laughs> you're you're playing a tiny child. Like you should not True. be proud." I was you like,
5: be proud a lot." Huh? Like
0: talking shit to like a nine-year-old. Like who do I think I am? You know, yeah. You
4: know. <laughs> oh
1: my god! Wait, 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 wait. So Adrian's dad was our coach, right? And
5: then,
0: yeah, right. Remember the spit called? in his mouth?
1: Oh man, he always spit, had in the corner, he always had spit in the, yell, the corner. He of his would mouth. yell, and he would be like, This, oh. goes, and, and I'd be like, yeah. It would just <laughs> build up right here, and then he'd be like, Right, and then he'd be done. He'd be like,
2: The lip work that just happened right there was incredible.
5: Uh, You know what, though? You know what was wild? There's this super dope, like, this program that takes college kids and then, like, have them actually do, like, good, meaningful community learning stuff with, like, people at the grassroots that are actually doing important work. And I met him, like, as I was 20, and he was the director of that organization. And I went to the graduation for that. Program and he came up and gave the speech and I was like, what? really? Did did you talk And then to we him talked afterwards? afterwards and he was like, no fucking way, shut the fuck up, Nick. And he like took a lap, he like circled around and came back and he was
2: like, for real? And I was no like, yeah, way. Coach,
5: <laughs> yeah, Coach, it's me. And he was like, man, that's crazy. You <laughs> you've really grown up. But I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> nice, nice to see you again too. He looked the exact same. He looked is exactly that, <laughs> he looked exactly as I had remember him when we were in fifth
0: That's a nice story. I like that a lot.
5: He is really dope cool. though. He's really cool. He's like he's really out here. You mm-hmm. he, like do DJ sets. you tell me he's like, Oh yeah, I got a DJ set
2: later or something. I was like, you DJ set. You
5: <laughs> <He's> got, <laughs> got a DJ set? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn. Then, oh my so god. Cool. TJ's dad was the guy that we were throwing alley oops and he was like our assistant. Uh, and then oh, TJ's that. mom would, like, he get us cookies bad. and everything after every game. <laughs> and that was always super lit. <laughs> I remember oh, being on is. the mom, bench. I remember
0: being on the bench and, like, TJ – like, it was the end of the game and, like, we were winning this game. And, like, TJ, like, kind of leans over to me. He's like, he's like, hey, my mom brought her cookies today. <laughs> My mom got her cookies today, and I'm just like,
2: let's fucking go, dude. Let's oh, yeah. rap. There's yeah, like some did. wild so shit for like the fifth grade palate.
1: <laughs> I would look, I would just look and see because it would be right next to her. It would be right yeah. next, just sitting right next to her. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah.
0: I remember getting so many stomach aches because like I would run my fucking ass off for two hours, you know, and sometimes right. the whole day, and then just eat fucking ten cookies. And then I'm like,
1: oh, I don't feel good. Sometimes,
2: and then get like a Powerade and a taco be, in a bag.
1: Sometimes <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even be hungry for cookies. And I, my dad would be like, hey, grab me some. And I'd, I'd like go grab him some. And he'd be like, and he literally wouldn't take him. he like nudge me to go get some more. I would have like sandals of cookies.
2: No. Yo, honestly, my dad was on some of that shit, too. He'd be like, hey, grab an extra. Like,
0: (laughs) I remember Bill was on that. Dude, Evan, I remember we would, like, fucking... We would would do these Uh, tournaments and then we would go to your fucking house and drink, like, a gallon of chocolate milk each.
4: Oh, man. And
0: the diets that we had back then is, like, a (laughs) diet of a psychopath. You know? Just, like, (laughs) just insane. Like, how are we not having diet you do oh yeah you're insane for that (laughs) i have one glass of milk i'm having my
1: blood my blood is is chocolate milk (laughs) i can't i can't can't stop drinking
0: it (laughs) (laughs) you do you do like a blood transfer and there's just like chocolate milk going in the iv like coming out
1: (laughs) i swear i swear all that milk gave me like maybe three extra inches Uh, because like the doctor said i was supposed to be six foot for real yeah
5: Wow.
0: dude i remember like i remember like evan hit his because evan hit his growth spurt like i was like a super late bloomer you know like i didn't like grow till i was like a sophomore in high school and evan you started probably growing like probably sixth seventh grade you started Mm -hmm. getting tall and i remember like like you started like growing and stuff like that and i was like i was like man dude i don't know why i'm like so short and being at your house you'd be like bro, You just got to drink more chocolate milk, and I'm like, I don't think that's it. Maybe, maybe, uh, genetics, uh, just comes into play. Maybe, maybe and you're like, No, bro, bro me. trust me, it's all like you have I you're not hitting
5: like, the mouth, you just be, milk, bro. I just remember you telling me, You're like,
0: No, bro, it's all chocolate milk, and I'm just like, All right, I, I guess give me another glass, I'll have some more diarrhea. I guess, sure,
5: Incredible.
0: <laughs> you're just like, Or maybe it's because your dad's six foot six, maybe that's
5: probably <laughs> probably that Honestly, that
1: probably makes a little more sense
0: oh my god i remember saying that oh,
1: man. that shit was so funny man
0: god being a kid ruled you could just say anything and then it was just like kind of oh, okay. Oh,
2: okay. or just like do anything to your body <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah, you yeah could just for I,
0: if my friends told no. me anything, I would just be like, I guess that's kind of a fact now. Sure, why not? You know.
5: And the bummer was that I'd come back from eating shitty food at my dad's place. My dad just like, did not know how to stock a fridge, and I'd be eating like the eight-inch, DiGiorno personal pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dude, those are like, so like, good. look back at <laughs> those. are fire. So- <laughs> those are, <fine>. like, <laughs> those are so just little ones you put in the microwave. You know,
0: those are oh, those. They-
5: like, and I like. After a day of eating pizza at the concession stand, just come back and eat more pizza. <laughs> it's like, Bro, they they man, fed us know.
0: insane food when we were kids. They fed us insane <laughs> diets. <It's> the, <laughs> you know? the, prices,
1: the prices were so, like, you you could go there and a pizza could be, like, a dollar. It could be, like, five. But you're still going to at Wait, are you at, like, at, like <laughs> tournaments, you mean? At tournaments, yeah, yeah. Right, at the, the, the prices varied. Yeah. It was, right. But it was it was either way it didn't matter I'm grabbing the, I'm
2: grabbing what I need.
0: Yeah, I'm grabbing what I need. I'm gonna wolf it down <laughs> in 30 seconds and go play my ass off in this championship tournament.
2: I'm gonna drink a Coke, a Powerade. Have you guys skittles. ever had to run to the bathroom like run to the bathroom during a game?
0: Fuck yeah,
5: dude. <laughs> oh
2: no, I had to do that. Yo, I had to do that once, and our coach was like, "Yo, I'm actually gonna get you in the game here, like you." you sure you're okay and i'm like coach i'm gonna (laughs) fucking shit on the court if you put me in right now like i have to go to the bathroom
4: yeah
0: yeah (laughs) god damn uh how long have we been going here
2: uh i don't know let's uh (laughs) did you guys did you guys come up with like the little like uh game thing that i sent like last week did we come up with the the Uh, roster yeah yeah, the little roster thing no, I'm I totally, completely forgot. Like totally last
0: good. podcast, I did no preparation whatsoever. I barely I get, even had headphones.
2: You're totally good. I, I think Dude,
1: that podcast was so funny. Did you listen to it? <laughs> yeah, I did. Isaac sent me the link to it. That was so funny. Yeah, that
0: was, like, I love talking about like rehashing like old like I basketball. Didn't know like,
1: I had I had heard nothing about that league that you guys played in. Nothing.
2: I ner- oh I ner- you, no I ner- way! You didn't know about what was really- going on because no. he was busy playing real basketball. Oh yeah!
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, I, <laughs> no, I no forgot. Idea. Evan was in a real basketball league, and we were in a joke <laughs> league You guys literally drugs. just
1: filled me in. It was so funny. I oh wish- my but, god! I think I was. I would have definitely played, but Cook sat like Coach Cook because Jamo and, and then were playing in it, and mm-hmm. right and uh, Cook sat everyone down, all the teams. He was like you're kicked out like you're ki- like, I'm kicking you out if you're playing in that league like you're playing yeah, with us wow. right? i was like literally about to do it i was so yeah it was because i want to yeah i know it was really
0: fun i want to tell the story about the way how i lied to evan about 2k and, it- <laughs> and to this day it's the longest lie i've ever told in my life That's yeah
2: a long go wild lie. we'll do that and then uh <laughs> i'll give my roster and have you guys kind of like riff off of that and then i think okay so be a good close
0: Do you want to do your roster first and then I'll do the longest lie?
2: Sure, 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 sure. Um, Okay. So I've got, so I said like five kids. Uh, I feel like you want a sneakerhead kid or an accessory kid on your team that can just like Mm -hmm. tell you all the Mm -hmm. shoes and you're like watching one of the older kids play. You're like, all right, that kid, like that. He's got these on. He's Mm -hmm. got those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially like when you're like a white kid in like fifth grade and you don't really know what's going on. Wait, this is oh, yeah. a
0: roster. What's, what is this just a roster for who you? Who would you have on your traveling basketball team now?
2: Uh, it's like people that would be at an AAU tournament. So like five stereotypes of a kid, oh. uh, like one coach, uh, one type of <laughs> ref that's at those like kid AAU things and then three types of parents.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, I can come up with a couple. You do yours. I think I can come up with a couple. Yeah,
2: I think you, if we can just, like, riff as we go. It'll be good. Uh, yeah. I, I have kid that eats all the concessions before the game. And, like, horrible. That's we already right. covered that. Um, the irrational confidence kid that's shorter than everyone else, so that would have been Tommy for us. would have been, yeah. yeah. Wait. <laughs> just, like, the little short kid that, that like, just... will throw up two threes and it changes the whole game. Right.
1: <laughs> and we're it's, just, like, just, you, like you haven't... Away. You're, like, this, look, this kid won't get... Like, won't go away. Yeah, You're it's, like, like it really away. explains that's why it. I'm a
0: stand-up comic now, because it's, like, I have no real talent, but, like, way too much confidence to pull off certain <laughs> things.
1: Which are like really That's the bourbon. building blocks
0: in a comedian that you need. It's like no real actual skill, but a lot of confidence.
1: A lot of well, Tommy had some conf, like Tom. This is just this is just quick, but Tommy had uh, a jumping plan in in fifth or sixth grade. A jump. He had a. It was a 15 or 16 week increase your vert by like 20 inches. <laughs> how many weeks he did some weeks
0: i did about 10 weeks it was 16 weeks i did 10 weeks 16 weeks and i think it worked <laughs> it, i think it worked because Ooh, you, then when i got some bounce
1: like you when i jump. hit puberty and everything
0: <laughs> and like i finally came into my body i could dunk on 10 feet kind of not like a good dunk but like senior I year i was like pu- i saw a dunk like a weak dunk, like a JMO dunk. You
4: know? <laughs> a JMO
0: dunk. Me and D- JMO could dunk the same amount and that's, uh, I stand by that. No. Um, uh, yeah, I would like pull off crazy, just dumb shit like that. Just like, and, but I would tell Evan, I'd be in fifth grade. I'd be like, it's going to increase my vert by 20 inches and I'm going to dunk by the end of the summer. And Evan's like, I think you should just drink chocolate milk. I think that's all you really need. Okay, I'm sorry, Isaac, Feel on that No, tangent. no, no,
2: you're good. Um, I've got the, the kid that got into a car and drove off afterwards. Uh, so like, the kid that everybody thinks is way older. Or like when you're younger, uh, like adjacent to that is the tatted kid, the first tatted kid.
0: Oh, when you're in like eighth grade and you're playing with someone with like one tattoo and you're, and like, you're like, is this guy a murderer, you know? <sighs> It's, it's just like, like oh shit, I'm growing up. Think
2: this is, yeah. the, this is the
1: run I'm about to play. Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: I, what about
0: this kid? What about like the little, like the little brother or sister of somebody on the team? And they're always rolling the ball on the court.
5: Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the refs no, gotta man. blow
0: the whistle and be like, "Get the ball!" And yes. they're like, "Sorry, <laughs> sorry." And then they like. Run Did away. Mo
5: have a little brother?
1: I feel like Mo yes. had a little sibling yes. that was always at the was, games. That was, uh, his name was Waziri. Yeah, oh, yeah, Waziri. yeah, that's right, that's right. Yes,
5: most, yeah, most family. I saw that's him the other cool. day
1: over at um, over at Layman's. It's right next to Annunciation, and mm-hmm. uh, mm. he looks just like Mo. I thought it was Mo. I was gonna say like, <laughs> it's
0: crazy. It's crazy. I it's crazy, saw Mo walking <laughs> around that neighborhood too. Uh, really? he's, he's yeah.
1: A, oh yeah, he would be back. It's summertime.
0: Yes, yeah, so I saw him walking around. But it could be his little brother, maybe. I don't even know.
1: Dude, I was, like, dri- I was
0: driving, and I was like, holy shit, that's fucking Moe, you know?
5: It might have been. It's crazy. It's been <laughs> yeah. I got one for but for a referee. Go for I mean, it. There, I don't know what was up with these refs, but, like, all of them, I don't know. They, like, had varying degrees of friendliness. But there was one ref that was just, like, always trying to – like have side talk when I like take out the ball or something You're like trying to have these like small like so how are things going I was just like I don't know it's like fine I guess it's <laughs> just like playing a game
1: <laughs> but I, like, those are very refs man up. those are those <laughs> refs you need to keep an eye on yeah it's
5: like
0: I know weird those <laughs> refs that just try just, to like, shoot the
5: shit like in between yeah, plays this, like, try- and shit trying to hang out and be like no that's this is not <laughs> That's like bro we're not cool <laughs> right now
1: you know like, no no it's not those, man
5: or <laughs> um
1: per- uh, i wouldn't say parents in a stand but a person in the stand maybe that's like a rank a ranker guy the coach like, oh the, like visiting no. yes.
2: got like the clipboard and everyone's mm-hmm. gonna, like whispering yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. some it's like
0: some fucking boring white guy that works at AutoZone and he probably has like such a lame fucking life. But like but like I'm in fifth grade and I'm like dude he fucking recruits for Hopkins and it's just like who even fucking right. It's just like a bald white guy with a clipboard or some shit. Right. Yeah.
5: But we're got <laughs> out.
2: Yeah. Um kind of back to refs. Do you guys remember the ref with the grills? <laughs> Especially in the Catholic League, he would constantly ref those games, but he was, like, big a celebrity real. for yes. us. Big time, bro. <laughs> yes, big
5: absolutely. time. Absolutely. In the Catholic
2: yeah, yeah, big he, time. Like cold. He refs some other cold. traveling stuff, but he was, like, consistently in the Catholic League, like, through, like, fifth through, like, eighth grade. Like, we all knew him by, yeah. like, eighth grade. We, like, dap him up and stuff, like
0: yeah what? yeah because like we played for the team our team name was thc like the hoops company and it's like some dumb like weed joke that we were making in high school and like he would come up to our bench be like he'd be like hey i know i know you guys are smoking that loud and it's like yeah dude our name's thc like what do you think like of course we're high right now like obviously Duh.
1: that was back when you were smoking tommy
0: yeah, I'm not smoking anymore, but I was smoking back in high school <laughs>
4: um, when I'll I was as... cool. <laughs> <laughs> when
0: I was cool as hell. <laughs> uh,
2: as far as parents go, um, we talked about the like loud dad a little bit, like Mo's dad being like a hero. Um, right. I think it also like it hits different uh, when it's a loud mom. That, my, mom. Mm. That's my mom
1: yeah Evan, your yeah, mom every... yeah
2: your mom my mom Evan. absolutely oh my god i could hear it he's like the
1: only voice <laughs> absolutely. i hear and just like in general like you're <laughs> used
2: to hearing those old guys yell at like the refs and stuff like that but like you get a distinct mom voice in there like the, the whole right. game changes. i feel Authority
0: like a loud mom is, like is more intimidating
2: <laughs> Brett, don't you oh, feel yeah.
0: like because everybody yeah. has, like, a loud dad. Like, loud dads are so common. It's like, yeah, these guys are all loud right. idiots. Yeah, like, a louder. loud mom at a game, you're just like, <laughs> okay, if I mess up, this woman might kill me. I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> that, just you know?
1: That, that just brings that mom, like, that mom fear out. Like, you're just like –
0: Yeah, you're just kind of like, you're you're sticking up a little bit. You know, you don't really know how to... Like a loud dad, you're like, I get it, I got it. A loud mom, you're like, am I in trouble? What's going (laughs)
4: on?
1: That's right. I say your mom too, Tommy. Your your mom was...
0: but here's the thing. Your mom was loud and knew what she was talking about because she. my mom was just like upset. And she was like, hey, like she didn't like know how to really articulate it because she doesn't know sports as well as your mom. So it was like, so yes, they could have both been loud, but it was a, it was a different, it was a little different. Like your mom was like, hey, you know, like making sense, you know, just like, hey, that was off sides. And my mom's just like, this is bullshit this the whole game is and it's like what's bullshit about it and she's like i don't know it's just bullshit I'm freaking out
2: <laughs> a little more uh,
0: nonsensical
2: not necessarily during Southside, but nick and i's dads during uh catholic school games not necessarily when they were alone but whenever they got together mm-hmm. they just kind of yeah. and like it was more for each other than for anyone else <laughs> yeah. but
5: just be like they just a chair <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: They're like doing bits.
5: Yeah, like who could be who could be the loudest and most obnoxious. Yeah, that that would, that would be me that if I was a dad. I'm
1: gonna be. That's that's how. I'm
5: Honestly, that's like when I when I you know if I ever have children, hopefully they have a son will play sports. I'm gonna be so obnoxious at those games. I'll, yeah, I'll I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go full
0: like I'm gonna go like full Randy Marsh. I'm just gonna bring like a six pack to the game. It's gonna be 10 a.m. I'm gonna be cracking beers in, like the Hopkins gym, and I'm just gonna like be kicked out of like a drunken disorderly and like my kid's gonna be so ashamed, but it's it's gonna be good for him, you know?
2: Worth, that. worth that. Yeah. it, worth it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I wanna have kids, but I definitely wanna coach like a number of youth basketball teams at some point in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 100%. Yeah. It's fun.
0: Which man. is like the which is like the plot of so many movies, which is just like what a like here's a Like every so many movies in like the late 90s were just like, what if a guy who like got in trouble with the law coached like a group of like ragtag, like inner city kids in some sport and we just gave him a bunch of children to supervise and everyone's like, yeah, that'd be a great movie. Actually, it's like a a great movie plot.
2: (laughs) There's this movie from like 1979, I think it's called Fast Break. And it's about this dude that like is working at like a deli in New York or something and like gets offered this job to coach a basketball team at this like school that doesn't have a basketball team. So he has to like recruit these guys, drive across the country to this thing and coach them at this like weird made up college.
4: Yeah. It's so fun. And
2: they do like a crazy insane super troopers bit where they're all like high and like driving across the country. And the cops, like, are about to pull him over, and they all start, like, eating this, like, pound of, like, weed that they have. To go find children <laughs> for the basketball team. Fast break. Oh, dude, like, he's hiring, like, he's just, like, picking up ringers and, like, gamblers and stuff to play for this college basketball team that he's going uh, to coach.
1: Fast break. That sounds break. like it's a called... great movie.
2: Yeah, fast break. It's really, dude, it's, like, great. Uh, we set.
1: were going to watch that. So it was white, white, white guys can't jump or white boys can't jump. White yeah, man White Boys jump. Can't Jump. Um white, white Boys Can't Jump. Um what's that movie? Love and uh He Got Game. Coach Carter. Um, it's the
2: um Denzel Coach Carter. He got game. No, he got game. No, Denzel,
0: no, 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 Denzel, no, no actually, Denzel oh the he, he Got
2: Game is the one with Ray Allen and Denzel. Bro, I love yep,
1: that fucking he movie.
2: He got game. He
1: got game, White Boys Can't Jump, and Fast Break. We were gonna watch riding up to like um Uh, it was a Southside it was like Jake Wright's Cabin. We were going to watch one of those three. So we were going to watch a weed smoking (laughs) some type of movie. It's an outrageous movie. (laughs) And we (laughs) didn't end up watching it, but that would have been crazy. We wouldn't know what was going on.
0: Bro, Evan, we should watch that. We should watch that movie together. Let's watch it. And then come back on the podcast and talk about the movie. And I'll do a fast movie. break oh, pod for
1: sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do a fast
0: break, like rehash the movie fast break. We all watch it. That, and we that all is not actually we, should, we all so link about. up social distance and like a deck somewhere. We get a TV going and then we get super high and watch fast break
2: and then we rehash okay. it on the pod. It sounds like a great time. Okay. That's my and plan. There. Hey man. <laughs> If you, you guys can make it happen there back school. there in Minneapolis, I will Skype in for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in California right now. Oh, yeah, actually. yeah,
2: yeah. that's real. That's that's fair. So,
0: Evan, I can't golf what? tomorrow. Yeah, dude, I, moved, I went to California for a month to surf. <laughs> I'm not even to playing syrup, right now. I'm, you can't I'm even not, surf. Bro, you're such a... <laughs>
2: I'm gonna you kill surf. you. Dude, bro, you know how much balance you need? You don't have that. Bro, I'm
1: balance.
0: surfing well. I can surf not only can I <laughs> surf Tommy, I can you surf don't well. have
2: it in you. I've seen people that have it for surfing and it's you guys are
0: okay, let me let me say something. You guys are pissing me off. Let me just say that. You guys are fucking you guys are fucking pissing me off right now. <laughs> um so yeah, yeah I can't. You better golf stay tomorrow. away from
1: those sharks though.
2: But you can't golf tomorrow, that's okay.
0: Bro, I saw like a, I was I was swimming near a bunch of dolphins today.
2: Yo, Tommy, hit your uh hit your Evan Lion story. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, so this yeah. is the long this is the
0: longest lie
2: I've ever told.
0: So so it's it's like it's probably like fifth grade. so it's probably we're all playing on the same Southside team and obviously what we kind of been talking about throughout this pod is that like Evan Evan was our player, like he was the guy, you know. But like I was super competitive with Evan cuz like I mean I I think I was like starting at that time. I was a good player myself, but like not the star, you know, not like the guy, not the go-to player, you know, I was just like a point guard, you know. So I was always like super competitive. Me and Evan would play one-on-one all the time. I'd always want to okay. beat him. You know, we'd play we'd play one-on-one constantly, you know. And uh but you'd always win obviously, but it you know. So Evan, one was, day after practice. it was practice, close
1: though. It would be close though.
0: We we had some good games back in the day. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not saying I wasn't bad. I was good. I was a good player. But I mean, you were the guy, obviously. Right. So, anyways, so Evan one day after practice, we're talking about like 2K, and Evan's just like, you know, and our like relationship, we're just always kind of like talking shit, like uh, minorly, you know. It's just, so Evan's just like, bro, I'll bust I'll bust your ass in 2K, and I'm just like. <laughs> And I've never even played 2K. <laughs> like, I've never, I'm like, I don't know how to play 2K. And so he's like, I'm a, and I'm like, bro, you won't b- bust. I'll fucking crush you in 2K. Like, you can't even see me in 2K. And then Evan's just like, all right, bet. Like, do you have a PlayStation? Like, and I was like, yeah, I think I have, I actually had like 2K7 at the time. You know, it was probably, so it was like 2007. So no, like, it because
1: up- it was, because um, Boston was really good because they had just won. Yeah, so they had like little, Garnett
0: too. and Pierce and like the whole Celtics yeah, team. Yeah, yep. yep. And uh, <laughs> so Evan comes over, and you know the whole time I'm like, "Fuck, I've talked all this shit about 2K. I don't know how to play 2K. Really, I don't know how I'm gonna beat him." I came and ready two-
1: to. I came. And you ready. came
0: ready, and you were like, you know, you, maybe you weren't the best 2K player, but like you, you played before, no, like you knew, man, you knew what to do. Yeah. And uh, but, but I talked so much shit on this game. So I'm setting up the game, and I don't know if Evan doesn't notice this, but I what I do...
1: I, no what I he, does, he
0: doesn't notice this. What I do is I put Evan versus just the PC, like the computer, on advanced mode. And Evan, for the whole game, he's just playing against the computer, and I'm pretending to play... All
1: the entire oh. time i'm getting so, oh. it because like, it's
0: on it's it's on advanced like mode. i already like, do
1: this i already do this you know where you sit up and it's like like you're really playing and then yeah it's like i was like I
0: was right looking. so and 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 here's the funniest part is that when it's two people playing like you know the circle is under the uh avatar <laughs> figure you know to yeah, show yeah, that yeah. like someone's controlling it there's no circles under any of my players at this time it's just it it couldn't be more obviously like against (laughs) the computer like the way i'm playing how like how mechanical it all is you're like one of
2: those kids in like a 2000s like tv show that's like half holding like a controller like this
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean (laughs) i mean i'm just doing the whole like pretending like the like clearly not playing a video game anyways I fucking beat Evan I've by never like 40 points more, like, or I don't
1: shook. I've never been more shook
0: like, but the computer life. does computer beats Evan and then Evan's just like damn dude like you mind fucking blown. he was, was mind like blown. he was mind blown <laughs> and he was just like and Evan was just earnestly like a good sport about it he was just like damn you really like messed me up in 2k I guess you are really good <laughs> and I was like and my ego at the time was like 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 yeah i am i am that good you know what i mean like my ego is just out of control as a as an 11 year old or whatever wow. and so then fast forward to uh like years years later it's like sophomore so year of high like, school yes like and we go, to we go over to toma's house we go over to Thomas' house and i think like everyone's chilling at Thomas'. maybe people are smoking a little bit i don't know it's like sophomore junior year in high school and uh people are playing 2k and evan's like hey man I, like, step in the room, and I was like, hey, man, you don't even want to see Tommy in 2K right now. Like, he'll bust any of y'all in 2K. And I was like, what? And he's just like, yeah, bro. Just assuming
1: that he's kept this skill up for years. <laughs> well, I
0: completely forgot about the lie. I completely forgot about the lie. And then Evan's just like, yeah, bro, Tommy's the coldest at 2K. Like, he'll fucking, he'll fucking bust any one of you. And I was like, oh, Oh, fuck.
5: Oh. Like, I, I
0: remembered. I was like, oh, yeah, dude, this is what happened. I lied. Like, I set it up with the computer.
1: And, then that Evan, was, lie? and Evan, for years. Evan just,
0: like, got up, and he was just, like, blown away. Just, like, everything I knew about you as a good 2K player, it's a lie. It's – the whole thing, and I'm like, I'm sorry for lying, man. I just, Dude, you i you really...
1: laughed for like five minutes. You just... Yeah,
0: <laughs> I thought it was so funny.
1: <laughs> I was salty about it. I was like, I don't know why I was salty about it. I mean, we weren't really like, so I mean, we were because like, because I joking. technically was, yeah, I don't know why, but I was. I was like, Fuck. I was like
0: well, because I lied to your face, <laughs> and I didn't tell
1: you the truth for
0: five years. That's why. You had every right to be salty and mad at me. I told the
1: direct No, because I literally, like, I literally, like, told everyone. I was like, <laughs> I was, like dude, like, you're yo, you're there's this kid. Tommy. I'm like, you were not fucking my friend Tommy at two kids. I mean, I, said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I beat you by like an obscene amount. You know, it was like 40 points
1: dude yeah bro you we yeah we or i mean hall i did it. but we played hall yeah. of fame and you killed me <laughs> i told everyone told
4: yeah everyone
0: so that's the longest lie i've ever told about uh playing evan in 2k that i'm coming clean i've been coming clean with it ever since
2: Amazing. but i had a good I,
0: I had a good run with the lie
2: yeah. incredible was a good run yeah um yeah do you guys have any other south side things to say or i can start letting you go here no yeah
1: no i i don't i actually but yeah i'm cool
2: thank you for having me on yeah 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 if you guys want to (laughs) like plug twitter instagram's nick like the farm tommy like your podcast etc feel free to do that
0: yeah, okay. thanks for having us on, Isaac. And uh, yeah, if anyone's listening, yeah, I got a podcast going on called We Cool. Uh, so uh, yeah, check that out. It's a fun time. We Cool. Yeah, it's called We Cool. It's where it's where me and two other comedians we just like apologize for things that we've done and said in the past. <laughs> so I've like, That's for example, I, I've actually apologized for the two K thing on the podcast before. You
2: did, yeah. but not to Evan. Nah, no, I would never do it
0: directly to his face, okay? <laughs> <laughs> My ego would never let me do
1: that. Uh, yeah, but check that out, I guess. No,
5: yeah, Evan, man. do you have anything to plug?
1: No, man, I don't have any social media. I don't have, I don't have anything. I have a phone, so. <laughs> so yeah. hit me up. Yeah. My yeah. number is 612. Put your number
5: in the chat. Don't hit me up. But, yeah, so right. yeah,
0: in, the, in the link below, we'll have Evan's number and you can right. just text him
1: <laughs> yeah, anything you want.
2: Man,
1: <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you so much. This is fun as so. hell.
2: Yeah. Of course, man. Yeah. Glad, glad we made it work. You're a hero for running out during a curfew, getting fake headphones oh, yeah. and coming back. Oh, yeah, I took
1: this. Nice yeah, bro.
2: Insane.
5: Nice what
2: a king. <laughs> Nick, you want to plug your thing?
5: Yeah. Uh, If you want to get involved with farming at all (laughs) in Polk County, Wisconsin, or in the Twin Cities, you know, and you want to eat fresh food, hit me up, farm food in the Twin Cities metropolitan area, or if you want to come be a farmer, that's cool too. Also follow (laughs) at Weston Farm as well. And my, what is my Instagram name? My Instagram name is Educate to Liberate, and, and it's Nicholas Butler-Knighton. We're organizing Food for the People program, so we donate fresh farm food to Twin Cities BIPOC community members. So if you want to donate and get people food, that's cool, too. And that's in my Instagram bio.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Nick, you'll definitely be on future episodes. I will let you know about a Southwest one if it's going to happen. All right. <laughs>
0: peace, peace out, guys.
5: See
2: guys up say peace and blessings. I'm getting out, out of here yeah. later.
4: Look deep into the 2K
2: crystal hall. Uh so let's move on. Let's go back to Killian Hayes here. Uh I do a goofy thing. I play 2K mainly like as a simulate, like an engine to simulate or like generate teams with young prospects for me. Uh, so like I add six teams. Uh, so there are 36 teams in the league, thins out the talent a little bit. I do a fantasy draft to like really thin it out. Uh, And then I simulate two years, so I get this year's draft and next year's draft as however accurate as the draft guys, and then me editing it based on listening to all these podcasts and stuff uh, get. Uh, And then I, like, make 36 different lineups full of these young prospects and stuff. Uh, So
3: so where are the the six additional teams?
2: Um, There, you can do, you can, like, create a do that but it like takes a little bit longer to load all of those individually so i'm lame and just do uh like older versions of teams with good jerseys like i throw in the old wolves uh, like old jazz old uh the sonics because there isn't a sonics uh the new jersey nets old raptors with the raptors jerseys and uh like the 2001 76ers for those like black and gold or like the 06 uh Wizards. I mix it up some there, sometimes there, but those are, like, the favorites. Uh, but, yeah, so we've got three different lineups here, three different rosters that uh, 2K generated uh, that have Killian in them. So we got the first one here. Uh, this one's kind of fun. Uh, we got Killian, Jalen Green, Josh Richardson, Jason Tatum, and Jared Allen as the starting five. Uh, you got Nerlens Noel, Thon Maker, TJ Leaf and Alonzo Treyer on the bench. How do we feel Leaf, about that? TJ Leaf still this? in the
3: league. Still uh, in the
2: league, apparently.
3: Um, UCLA did a legend, TJ Leaf. Um, I think that that's an interesting team. You have a lot of shot creation on that team. Um, Killian and Tatum is uh, a wonderful fit. Uh, Jalen Green's going to put a lot of pressure downhill. Josh Richardson's low usage. Um, and as is Afro. Like, you got. You got a lot, a lot of good young players that fit together. The bench is pretty whatever, but that's as far as benches go.
2: Um, so, yeah, talked about, uh, so Killian's kind of like a third option here. How do you, do you see that?
3: Oh, I think he's two. I mean, I think that he's, he's two, two over two. green. Yes, because uh, he can dribble, um, which is Green's issue. Because uh, Green can't really initiate offense like that. Um, his handle's pretty herky-jerky and can get pressured. I think that. Um, you'd run a lot of DHOs with, with Killian and Tatum. Um, you'd want to be motion heavy just to get uh, green on islands. Um, you kind of get like green and Richardson slashing off ball. Yeah, that'd be the idea. And then depending on how real Green's senior season shooting improvement is, um, you know, you couldn't help off of him. So then that gives Tatum a lot of room to operate. I mean, that's an incredibly fun team.
2: Definitely. That's kind of like how it usually shakes out. Like, you know, you get more young players because it's thinned out. I'll like sack guys that I don't like watching play as much or like know what the deal is. I want to be like hypothesizing the whole time while I'm thinking about how these teams are going to play. So let's go to team number two. Uh, We got Colin Sexton, uh, Lonzo Ball, Will Barton, Darius Baisley, Noah Vonley. And then off the bench, we have Killian, Keldon, Goga, and BJ Boston. You can switch up lineups here however you want. You can like start whoever you want. Uh, <laughs> you can play basketball god essentially, because it's 2K and there are no rules. This is a
3: very interesting team. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this one to start out.
2: Um, yeah. I don't know. I like the idea of uh Keldon and uh kind of like splitting time at at the four and just like really attacking dudes defensively. Uh I think uh, Goga is like a fun spacing option, uh, but Vonley is probably like the defense or like anchor slash like veteran presence that you need on defense there. So he's starting, or I had him starting. Uh, I like the idea of Killian coming in and uh, Killian coming in and uh, covering for either of those lead guards uh, and providing like more of a scoring punch or more of a facilitating punch if you need to take out Lonzo or take out Sexton. Uh, And then, like, Barton Boston kind of feels like a little bit of a wash. Barton just because he's older and probably better at D than rookie season Boston.
3: Yeah, see, I would want to figure out a lineup where you can get um, BJ Killian and Lonzo on the floor at the same time. Um, So, Sexton, you could do Sexton as, like, a Lou Williams type. Yeah, I think that's probably what's best for all the parties involved because that would also give Sexton breathing room to, to eat a whole bunch of usage. Um, and Lonzo and Killian is two good passers and Killian and BJ can create um, rotations so that Lonzo can pick them apart. Um, and they both have plus ball handling, so you don't have any Lonzo to do that. Like that's that's an almost perfect Lonzo um, alignment. I mean he'd probably need a little would probably need a little more help over top, but if Koga develops uh, you know, you have you have some rim protection there. It's That's definitely, I don't know if that'd be a good team, but that would be a damn fun team. Well, it's not.
2: Definitely. Uh, How do you feel about Goga in general? I was a big Goga guy
3: last year, and he hasn't really had a shot, I feel like. Do we know why he wears number 88? I I don't know. I am simply asking. I just um, have, you know, a, a normal amount of concerns.
2: Yeah, I didn't even, you know, hadn't seen him on the floor enough to even think about that. Yeah, fair. Let's move on to the next team. Uh, This one's also another crazy fun one I think you'll enjoy. Uh, We got Kyle Lowry, Killian Hayes, Josh Akogi, Scotty Barnes, and Nikola Vucevic. Uh, On the bench, you've got Dozier, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, Darius Baisley again apparently uh, Tarian Prince and Jalen Noel Tarian Prince and Jalen I like Don't think I gave minutes but wanted to give you More options for shooters
3: I mean it's interesting because you got Vando and and Scotty um, Two guys who are sort of cut from the same archetype um, Scotty has a little bit more mobility um, If you played both of them At the same time you would literally get Every single rebound Um the idea of Lowry and Killian is super fun um, because as Lowry ages, he's just going to be a trebuchet from 36 feet away. Um, and It's going to be a really fun part of his career. Oh, my God. And he's, like, he, he's going to go full, like, absolute shit heel because he's not going to be – like, he's going to need to do um, – He's going to need to, like, really crisp Paul it up. Oh, 100%. And, um, you know, who knows where his weight goes. Like, there's so many fun dynamics to him being an old fire hydrant. uh yeah would you would you mess around with the lineup with that at all or i mean i think that that lineup's fine i would probably tinker just to get smaller um i think with scotty you have so much concerns about his jumper that you need to maximize as many shooters as you can get on the floor do you think Um,
2: Scotty's eventually gonna be able to play five yes
3: yeah i think scotty needs to be able to play
2: five that's super exciting given that he's going to be playing point guard next year uh
3: yeah starting at point guard there are literally no other point guards on the roster. I've never been more excited for a team than uh next year's Florida State because um its two best players are gonna be Scotty Barnes and Raquan Gray. Um two or two uh beloved uh big guys who love to dribble. Talk to me about Raekwon Gray. I haven't heard much on him. Okay, so Raquan Gray is like um he's built like a fullback, but he's six seven. Um he's like uh extremely good value zion uh dollars are zion if you will um and that he loves to dribble like he he's a dribble pass and shoot like big body like wing but yeah yeah like but the like but the dribble pass and shoot aren't to the level that he thinks it is but he's also like ultra high energy so you get this like extreme like I hesitate to use the word adorable because I don't want to infantilize. Like he's an extremely good. Like his his numbers are actually like really fun, and he's uh, has some really good tape. But like he does things where I'm like, big man, you can't you can't really think that you were gonna split this double team between two guards. And he's like, oh, I, w- I will. Uh, we could, we'll go chest to chest with anybody. Like up there with Eve Pons in terms of just like ridiculous fun. Hell yeah! Uh, and he's gonna like have a whole bunch of space to attack. It's going to be glorious.
2: It is wild that we're sitting on a very fun season of college basketball that maybe won't happen or whatnot. I'm not a big college guy generally, and I'm very excited for a lot of different guys.
3: Yeah, we also have Tennessee, which is legitimately going to turn out the the most fun basketball team that the SEC has maybe ever seen. Um,
2: People flying around. That's like having Aerodactyl and Flygon on your team at the same time.
3: I mean, like Keon Johnson um, was going to attempt sky murders. That's just part of who he is. Uh, Eve Pons is the largest human being to have ever existed. Um, the weight room photo is every terrifying. single year. Every single year, Eve Pons develops a new muscular group. Not like he gets stronger at it; like he invents one. <laughs> um, like looking at like div- like high major Division One athletes next to Eve Pons, just like look at this fucking scrub. Oh my God, this guy! And if you saw him in any other circumstance, you'd be like, "That's one of the most jack people I've ever seen in my entire life." But next to Eve Ponds, like who lives an extremely cast of the predator lifestyle, <laughs> um, it, everybody just looks like a schlub. Um, and then they have Malachi Weidman, who's like a you know an extremely good football player who moonlights as a guy who loves to dunk on people. There's so much fun at Tennessee. Going to be going to be a good time. It's a weird, like, I, I don't necessarily enjoy, enjoy a lot watching college basketball because it's a lot of six-on-six, six, um, which I find to be tremendously boring and not really helpful for anyone's development for the most part. Um, the idea that, like, Rick Barnes had his second act where he decided, like, I'm just going to let him play and I'm going to get a whole bunch of athletes and we're going to have fun is one of the funnier reinventions of a guy. Completely wild. Um And, like, I, I would like college basketball to be interesting just because I love the like uh, there's a thing that happens in college football where like people just know things about small areas like Foley, Alabama. It just creates Viking people and there's no explanation for it. Every person from Foley, Alabama is goddamn scary. It's just life. And basketball has a few of those. Like everybody knows that people from Seattle for whatever reason are given the ability to shift anyone in front of them and that you like, it's you don't all Crawford thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Porter jr. It doesn't make any sense when you see how big he is in person. There's like, how can you move like that? Um, and then you have like small elements, like people from Kingston, North Carolina, don't try to fight them. Don't try to out tough them. It will go very poorly. <laughs> um, and I like when college basketball, it's good. Cause you just learn like these little areas where slightly, they have reputations. You didn't know about. It's lore uh, building. Yeah. Like, Everyone from upstate New York can shoot the shit out of the ball. Is there any explanation for it? Not particularly. It's just one of the, like, it feels very much like when you wander into a corner of the map in, in an RPG. Definitely. And you're like, these people are good at this. You're like, why? You're like, they just are. It's like, these are the Kinston North Carolinians. Do not try to fight them.
2: <laughs> or like, join the Strength Guild in. <laughs> yeah
3: um but yeah it's it's weird that the one year that we don't get might be the one fun year like even gonzaga was going to be fun and i like generally can see like Gonzaga's generally just like strangulation yeah it's not, it's not a fun fight to watch like they're better than you they had the best college of basketball player of like the last 10 years in killian tilly granted he played like you know a total of 40 minutes but <laughs> Killy and stats are mind numbing um but yeah suggs is fun minneapolis yeah. boy uh Suggs is fun. Uh Anton Watson uh is going to be fun. They got Balo who's going to be like they have a whole bunch of uh Drew Timmy, a a very fun player to watch. Um watching uh Mark Feud try not to play him was one of my favorite subplots of the year. <laughs>
2: uh so we can start wrapping up here. I'm going to go back to those teams for just a second cuz I don't really like the video uh thing of this, but I do throw up version on YouTube uh and I uh I normally just, as the visual, throw on these two K teams playing a different team in the background. So if you have a favorite team, uh, or two, because I think uh, a favorite two of these two, uh, or of these three, Killian teams. Uh, I would,
3: I would say the Lonzo team and the Lowry team. Lonzo team and the Lowry team. No love for Jalen Green and Tatum. I think it's interesting, but it's not. Um, it's just going to be a lot of Tatum shooting. Uh, off the dribble threes or the other super two are fair. a little more ball movement-y and less Jason Tatum being a superstar
2: super fair um, so the last sort of thing I normally do on this podcast uh, because it's the high and dry I finish whatever substance I've been doing I've been kind of like sucking on this dab pen here uh, and I look deep into the 2k crystal ball I've got a dumb noise sting I'll play the 2k crystal ball and I try and come up with some dumb prediction about like NBA futures or uh, some like addition to the game or like the game's culture in some ways. I kind of got, I feel like I've said this on like four podcasts now, but I got inspired by uh, a no dunks question where somebody was like, instead of doing jump balls, we should just like install like little air cannons that like come out of the ground and like shoot it up into uh, like the same spot every time. So we'd like solve jump balls and I'm like, (laughs) That sounds cool like i'm here for more theatrics i'm a big like theater guy uh like i like the houston rockets did like the red carpet thing a little bit for like coming in uh i don't know so i'll give you like a minute here i'm gonna run grab some water and uh we'll come back with our 2k crystal ball predictions or things we'd like to see okay all right all right all right all right um I've gazed deep into the 2K crystal ball and thought deeply about what I'd like to see. Uh, and I don't know. I was thinking about how like the Lakers were posting like Instagram stories and whatnot of like the Madden record, like in the hotel, like the hotel Madden uh, like tournament or whatever that they were having. And it would be so easy to do like uh I don't know. I feel like I've only seen like official, like Twitch, like NBA player content from the guys that are like big Call of Duty nerds and are teaming up with those big things. But it'd be so easy for one of them to just like go on IG live and like commentate a Madden game between like LeBron and AD. Like, I would love to see that. I'd love to see the guys going wild.
3: Uh, um, yeah, I would. I would love to see a game between hecklers and NBA players. I that think should that, be like
2: a booth at all-star like yeah the, like the two youngest all-stars should have to go like take challenges from people yelling at them for like two hours and that should be part of all-star weekend
3: yeah um like the idea of you couldn't beat me with me is very compelling to me <laughs> so like you're only allowed to like if you heckle somebody you can only use them and the player gets to use whoever they want to because there's nothing... I don't think there's anything worse than losing to yourself in a video game.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no. That's... <laughs> it's all pride at that point.
3: 100%. And you get to see, like, truly conflicted emotion. It's like, oh, I was hooping, but also, like, I lost.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like... Also, another thing. I feel like I was talking about this on another th- on another pod, but... Uh... I w- they were like showing all the little like practice shots, like while they're advertising for like games and stuff. I want to see the practice footage. Like I want the 30 for 30 footage now. Like, you know, like I want to pay for the practice that the jazz had the night before getting knocked out by the nuggets. You know, let's monetize huh? it. Fixed so- league pass with the money from that.
3: That fixed league pass with literally anything. <laughs> um. So my first one is like sort of an evergreen thing you brought up. Uh, all-star weekend and it's something that like I think we need to settle actual debates at all-star weekend Um, like the idea of who's the fastest is the best all-star event we could possibly have (laughs) just Um, like
2: little mini Olympics
3: yeah like you, you get the opportunity like I don't know how you would decide it but people who get to put out challenges where it's like okay so I'm the fastest person I challenge these five people mini event Expand the skills portion to include actual basketball skills. Like I would like to see like people shoot, like we'll say like 40 footers, just like Dan Kyle Lowry, like catch and shoot 40 footers, shoot 10 next person goes, you get a, you could have an actual vertical contest. Like there are real um, basketball elements that can be solved. Instead of having these, like who do you think is the fastest player in the NBA? Let's go to second spectrum. It's like, Nope. Let's go turn on, well, we can, you can turn on Saturday skills and we get to watch people actually have this competition. The shoe market companies can get behind it. The players will obviously, like actual competition is good. You cannot tell me that John Maul doesn't want to win that. Like De'er and Fox would want to do that. Like things that aren't like, oh, you know, we both win. It's the best of the game. Like, no, I want like dudes who legitimately don't like each other. Like <laughs> I want to see who can actually touch the top of the backboard. Oh, yeah. Like, these are the things that I would watch on Saturday night. And instead, it's, like, the three-point competition, which has nothing to do with shooting.
2: And just, like, the folk legends that would arise when, like, Shaq Harrison comes out of nowhere to, like, bench Shaq. Like... Yeah,
3: like, actual competitions about basketball skills Saturday night. This doesn't not seem that hard to, like... the world's lamest actually... Taco Bell obstacle course. Oh, my God. It's just, like, we either... Guards either do what they're supposed to, or you, like, celebrate a big, like, doing a thing. It's just not... It's not realistic. Um,
2: and it's like, it, it's literally just the worst kind of spawn con. It's not even like fun theatrical, like it's not even like knockout. Or like- no.
3: And that leads me to like my other like actual basketball thing, which is that we need to have one-on-one competition again. Okay. But everyone goes about this in sort of the wrong way. It's the same, like five person thing, the same, but you do it same king of the court way, five second shot clock. Three dribbles. Yeah, but you can go by spots. Like, you know how they have the little maps where it's like, this person's the best shooter from this area. You pick five areas, the people who shoot best from there get the title, like, get to compete, and you just roll them out. Like, featuring from Synergy, the five best shooters from 18 foot left block we have. You roll those five dudes out, you give them a shot clock, you got a five, next spot.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. I think if there is another lockout thing going on, Uh, post-bubble in in the face of COVID and whatnot, Uh, real opportunity for a lot of these sort of like pay-per-view basketball things to rise up. Like how much would everybody pay? Like if players are locked out, like how much would everybody pay for like tape of two guys doing it, like going one-on-one at the Harlem or like, you know.
3: It's not uh, even like, how much realistically would you pay for like the, we'll say like an hour and a half of footage of Olympic one-on-one? Oh, like- Probably two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> That's like like it's just an hour of like Paul George versus Devin Booker versus KD versus Anthony Davis versus Jason Tatum, and they're just rolling the ball out like a small dribble amount. Like that is something that everyone would like to do, and it, like there's a thing that happens with like these events where like everybody just like smiles and is like whatever. Like no, you you mic that up. You ask Devin Booker what it felt like to eat a sixteen foot sixteen foot step back. He's gonna have some opinions. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for that. I feel like, I don't know, uh, High Flying Bird kind of like pitches that. It's like Netflix movie. I, I don't know if it's a great movie, but it says all the like, you know, actually players could make a lot of money off of themselves, you know? And like, you know, we all know that, but it's nice to see it in a movie.
3: Yeah, um, this this goes back to my like G League opinion that the best thing you can do when you sign a pro contract is just start an Instagram account and just upload like two dugs. that's that's the easiest money in the entire world. And nobody ever is like, well, how are these kids gonna make money off the NCAA? Like one, there's obviously money, but two, it's like, there's a whole bunch of people who are begging to like watch a kid dunk and then look into the camera and be like, wheat thins. (laughs) Yeah, no, like
2: for real. yeah, I would also like watch a show with an NBA player, just like taking guys like that are on like the edge of like pro, semi-pro, and getting them professional opportunities. That's a fun thing. I'd pitch that.
3: There is a number of things that the NBA could do to fill up like NBA TV and League Pass with content, but they don't. Um, NBA TV and League Pass are both like wonderful entities that deserve to be filled with um, legitimate like basketball. And And not, like, send people to YouTube or,
2: like, Reddit streams that do the job better. I would
3: would love to pay for NBA TV and um, League Pass and get, like, every cent of my money's worth. And instead of, like, hours of actual basketball philosophy or, you know, game breakdowns or a look into this, like, world. It's, like, replays of things that were filmed in 2008 where they show, like, how Dwight Howard likes candy. I just (laughs) – it's hard to take the NBA seriously at times when they're like we take you know they're like oh we love our social content." It's like i can't give you money for the things that i want because you refuse to make them
2: yeah yeah it's i'm sure there's a whole bureaucratic red tape whatever nonsense and i'm sure players feel like they're more protected by having less out but i think there is a looming thing coming especially with the lockout potentially looming and covid forcing a lot of reckonings. We'll put it that way. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for going along with me here. Um, do you want to uh, plug any of your stuff again? And uh, if you've got like a charity or a cause or anything that you'd like to highlight, feel free to throw that out. Thank you so much for coming on High and Dry, man.
3: Uh, thank you. Uh, you can You can find me on Twitter at at above the break three, and um, in, in my uh, Twitter bio is the link to all my Patreon uh, breakdowns. Um, of course, they're they're all free. The the money is just if you want to support my purchasing of uh, overseas video packages or or stats to try to make uh, this information more available. If you'd like to pay five dollars a month, you can get my gimmicky and fun uh, uh, breakdowns of. Uh, players uh, or Pokemon as NBA players or a tabletop RPG set in a directional Eastern European country where you try to uh, make your league not go bankrupt. Um, If you would like to donate to a charity, Newark does not have clean water. There are many charities that help that cause um, and it is essential work.
2: Well, thank you so much again, PD, for coming on. Uh, Really go check out the Patreon because all the info is really great there. If you've got a few bucks to spare, definitely worth it. Um, Yeah. Uh, Thank you for listening to this episode of High and Dry. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, on Twitter and Instagram at HighDryDraftPod. Thank you so much. That was really fun. Thank you. <laughs> Here we go!